is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Jeff here. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Let me give you a rundown. Basically, this is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. It's what I use. It's what I recommend to everybody I talk to about starting a podcast. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms. That includes Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I did this for our Game of the Year podcast. It went very well. People responded to it very nicely. With Anchor, creators can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And that's what enables Anchor to offer all of its services totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or find the Anchor app in your mobile phone store. internet you're busy let's do this welcome to the games beat decides podcast this is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games so you never have to think for yourself i'm your host jeff grubb and with me is mike minotti in today's episode we have news we have games we have mike how are you doing oh he's drinking he's drinking i got him right at the right time yes he did i'm doing good man you know i I had a lot of fun playing f-zero x last night on the switch and uh, just listening to our intro there, Big Blue is such a versatile song, man. Because yes. like, F-Zero-X has that incredible like shredding guitar soundtrack. That's amazing. And Big Blue sounds great there. It sounds great here in this like kind of jazzier version. On F-Zero-GX, it's like a bit more of an electronica thing. And that sounds fantastic. And, of course, the original like 16-bit chip tuning thing is great. So, oh, yeah, good stuff. I uh, I truly love that song. Uh, I loved uh, all iterations of it. That uh, that N sixty four F zero game, very good. Uh, it is so good. Yes, it, it's the first Nintendo sixty four NSO game I've actually been excited to play. Just because, like, I, I beat Mario sixty four recently. 
like with Star Fox and Ocarina of Time, I don't really want to play them right now. And if I did, I'd just play the 3DS versions. It's not very easy to play F-Zero X. And that game still, it's a, it's a rare Nintendo 64 game that doesn't really need anything else to kind of bump it up a little bit, right? Like it's the rare one that actually ran at 60 frames per second back then on the Nintendo 64 uh, it still just has an amazing soundtrack. It is still just a ton of fun. What do you think about my take, Mike, that the N64 is like 3D Atari and F-Zero looks like a 3D <laughs> Atari game? Is it, yeah, uh, something I, mean, it. I, I feel like you only made that connection because of Robotron 64 being good. Robotron 64 is good. That's a very good. good point, though, Mike, because yeah. it is good. I would... I recently played Robotron 64. I think I, there's a video of me on YouTube doing that, like, just a couple months but, ago. So, yeah, good game. I, I, I kind of know what you mean, because, like, it's like we had to go simple again in yeah. some ways. And then, but then, like, the games that were really complex, like Mario or, or Zelda or Banjo, uh, it's, like, they're still fun. But you're like, uh, can we, like, maybe remaster these just a little bit yeah. if I'm going to play it right now? So, Sure. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. You get more from Mike and me at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. Thank you to Carlos Ayn, who is insane in the rain music on, uh, on YouTube for the use of our theme songs. Uh, if you are listening to this on that website, player widget, you can subscribe to the audio version of the show on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, and more. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. It helps people find the show. I, we, we really appreciate it. Um, Join the Discord. The link is in the description, but it's discord.gg slash game mess. Uh, but if you just scroll over to that description, you'll find it there. Thank you to our mods. And then uh, support the show by going to patreon.com slash game mess. That gets you into the secret channels inside the Discord. It gets you uh, our uh, m- our monthly Q&A where I uh, sit down with everybody in the Discord and answer questions. That just went live last week. Um, and it also gets you our Jeopardy game, which we're going to be doing a new one of those here pretty soon. You can watch that live as we do it. You get a link to watch that live as we do it. So, And you can also submit questions and things like that. Um, and then if you can't make it live, we send out a recording. I'll send out an MP3, and I'll put that in the secret channels as well. So, yeah, uh, come hang out with us, uh, patreon.com slash game mess. All right, Mike, a uh, bunch of news. I um, was setting up this uh, this YouTube video last night. Like, you know, I'm going to schedule it, let people get excited, remind people that we're doing it at the normal time as always. And at this point, the MPD hadn't come out, so I couldn't, like, I'm like, we're going to talk about the MPD so I'm like, I need a, a catchy thing, something that'll get people's attention. So I gave in to my baser instincts, and I said, I, I went with the Michael Pactor said PlayStation is Doom thing. And then, of course, Matt Piscatella got mad at me and said I was not he allowed did. to do this. He threw shade at you. He threw shade at me. I'm like, listen. Wow. Listen, a man's got to I thought Matt eat. was our friend. Yeah, I thought he was our friend. <laughs> um, and then, so I changed the headline to, uh, analyst says PlayStation is doomed, but Matt disagrees. So That's okay. Our, the headline for our last, uh, Nintendo was Nintendo legend retires. And it was about that guy stepping down from the uh, yes. next level that we talked about for two minutes. Exactly. I'm, I'm giving into the baser instincts. I'm doing it. <laughs> Look, I, if I have nothing to do with yes, this. Yes, totally baby. innocent here. <laughs> I don't uh, care either. To yes. be clear. <laughs> uh, okay. So we have, um, Michael Pactor saying PlayStation is doomed. Here's the quote. And this is, he was on a podcast. Um, it was an Xbox podcast. So maybe he was playing this up, but, uh, here's, here's the quote. I think PlayStation is doomed. <laughs> okay. And I think they're going to cease to exist as we know them in about 10 years. They can't compete. They have no chance of competing. They're not a couple of years behind. It's insurmount. It's an insurmountable lead. I have lots of thoughts about this. I can, 
uh, kind of see where he's coming from a very tiny bit. Well, and then I think he's if you think about coming it, from it, thinking about services, right? Exactly. Like that's the only thing yeah. he's thinking about is Game Pass uh, and how Game Pass is just going to get bigger and bigger. It's a big deal. And that's why, even though I don't know, like we know Spartacus is coming and maybe it's not going to be as big as Game Pass, but it's going to give them an extra revenue stream. And on top of everything else right now, PlayStation is still ahead of Xbox. Maybe not much. Maybe that'll change. But the idea that Sony's going to go from this to absolutely not just like maybe doomed, but probably going to be doomed. I can't see how they're not doomed. That's quite a leap. Yeah, it's um, it really does feel like it's working backward from like, OK, they have this service over at Xbox. And if that's the future, can Sony can Sony catch up to that service? And, and I think the answer is clearly no. But that's not how this stuff works. It works like if you have an audience and you make stuff for that audience, they'll show up. Nintendo's proved this over and over where it's like even when Nintendo's down, that there is that Nintendo audience that exists and will be right there and they'll come right back when there is stuff to get excited about. And PlayStation certainly has that audience. The audience is the hard part. Like uh, as as good Mm -hmm. as Game Pass is, everyone talks of Game Pass. We talk of Game Pass all the time. You hear it on every podcast you listen to. It's the greatest deal in gaming, all this stuff. It's like slowly getting to like 25 million people subscribing. Eventually, it'll get to 30, 35 as like Starfield comes out. It'll probably have a pretty big leap. But that that's not the same as like when Nintendo puts out the Switch and it races to 100 million units sold because Nintendo just has that audience that's so built in. And PlayStation has the same thing. And as long as Sony is serving that audience, that audience is not suddenly going to be like, well, you're not Game Pass, so screw you. It's just not going to flip out that way. Um, and so it's, it seems really short-sighted in terms of, like, how people actually consume this stuff. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, I don't think... I, yeah, Sony's going to struggle to compete on that services front. They will find other ways to get around it, though. That's that's kind of what, what I think here. Um, yeah, and, and, and yeah, since so it's like, yeah, he, they'll cease to exist as they do today. And that's what he says, like, uh, they... Uh, I think they're going to go third party as we know them in in, in about 10 years. Right. They're not going to go third party either. But I mean, who knows what consoles look like in 10 years, 10 years ago? I guess they were pretty much the same thing. But it also feels like there's an expiration date on things working exactly how they do today. Well, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years ago was the end of the PlayStation 3 life cycle. Right. So we're like getting uncharted three and stuff. And yeah, that's a that's a while ago. But yeah, things are kind of still there. And that's basically the worst Sony's current strategy started of like the the giant mega triple a games that you can't miss like the last of us and 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 uncharted and that's still like is you know working for them uh horizon forbidden west is doing very well we're going to talk about yeah, that let's in go in the, let's go the NPD right now actually because well. yeah, this is like built on exactly what you're saying like it's not just horizon forbidden west which was the number two best-selling game <clears throat> of february as a console exclusive uh it, it did very well but like uh, if you look on the, the top 20 games of February. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man's uh, Miles Morales is at number 11. Uh, let's see. Uh, God, God of War. Actually, it, it was it, the best-selling games of like 2022 so far. And it was like God of War and Miles Morales were both on there. It's like, uh, and that's God of War 2018. And it's because mm-hmm. of the PC version, obviously. But mm-hmm. they are finding a cadence where they are putting up big games, finding out ways to keep them uh, exciting over a long period of time putting them back on, putting them on other platforms. And these games are, are selling uh, very well for a very long time. And that's like the Nintendo's key to success is they've been able to make a lot of games that sell very well for a very long time. And Sony seems to be cracking that code slowly. I mean, there's no better example, but <coughs> excuse me, the Miles Morales, but Horizon Forbidden West, 
a sequel to a, a game that sold 20 million copies uh, seems like it's uh, it's bound to, to repeat that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Sony in a very strong position. Uh, let's take a look at some of these other uh, NPD data points. Uh, real quick, the industry overall was down 6% year over year. Uh, it was $4.67 um, uh, billion dollars in February 2021. That dropped to $4.38 billion in February 2022. That... um. Those numbers are both historically pretty high. Like if you look at 2020, uh, the, that number was like three billion something, like like 3.5 billion in that range. So both these numbers up historically, but couldn't quite keep up the momentum of last year. I uh, Dean Dean in chat was like, it's probably because oh the pandemic things are going back to normal. To me, this seems like there weren't enough PS5s and Xbox Series Xs, and so when people are rushing out and getting those last February and buying a lot of games. That wasn't happening this year because they are supply constrained. And that is reflected in the video game hardware number where that is down 27 percent. February 2021, 406 million dollars spent on new hardware. February 2022, only 295 million. And that's not due to like a lack of of demand, Mike. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit of calm, a bit of calm. I think there we are coming a bit off of that pandemic high. And also there is just, yeah, the supply chain issues are still a factor. Yep. Uh, video game accessories, which might speak to that pandemic uh, issue, is uh, 194 million in February 2021, down 7% to 180 million this year. Uh, that is, um, uh, people were buying a lot of accessories throughout the pandemic. But again, if you're buying new hardware, you tend to buy another control. A lot of people tend to buy another controller, mm-hmm. buy a new headset, that sort of thing. So the lack of PS5s and Xbox Series Xs out there is is still really hurting sales across all of these categories. Uh, in terms of the uh, top best-selling games of the month, uh, and this, this is like tra- as tracked by the MPD, and they only get uh, digital sales from certain developers and publishers. But Elden Ring, they track digital and physical for that, was number one and seems like by a pretty significant margin, at least for only having two days in this sales tracking period. So mm-hmm. I think this went through uh, February 26th is when the, the tracking period ended. And uh, this game came out February 25th. So it has the 25th and the 26th. And it, uh, let me, uh, here, I'll just read what Matt Piscatella says about Elden Ring. Elden Ring debuted as both the best-selling game of February 2022, as well as 2022 year-to-date. Launch month sales of Elden Ring were the second highest for any tracked title released in the past 12 months, trailing only Call of Duty Vanguard, which was released in November 2021. After one month on the market, Elden Ring ranked as the fifth best-selling game of the of the 12 of the 12 month period ending February, 2022. So for the last year, it is already the fifth best selling game of, of the last 12 months uh, with only two days on the market. That is pretty huge. It You said Elden Ring was going to be the number one selling game of the month, right? And when we were having I this conversation. I did say that because I am a smart genius. Uh, did you think it would be this big though? No, I did. I, I got a, and maybe it's just because of our weird connection with this game, Jeff, where like that was the one when you started having some info about it. Like people got really interested and I was like, man, people are really excited really? about this game to a degree that I didn't really even understand. They are ready to break through here. And then uh, the the thing I didn't foresee at that time is that the game would also be very, 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 very good. Uh, right. It would become one of the best, right? It'd be one of the best reviewed games ever. <laughs> the word of mouth would be almost overwhelmingly positive it's one of those games that you can like upload clips of on twitter and they're all interesting and exciting and people have a lot of things to say sometimes it's real stupid weird discourse but that's still people talking it is the big breakthrough hit that um 
that I, I bet from software themselves maybe didn't know that they would ever have, right? Like they've been doing very well for a while. Like Sekiro won some Game of the Year awards. It's so well. This is that next level thing. Yes. Uh, it Sekiro, is. Sekiro. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say it either. Um, they've been building on their success. They've had ups and downs. I think Sekiro was. Uh, uh, sold a little bit worse than uh, Dark Souls 3 and kind of expect that. It's a different, it's a new IP. It's more difficult. Mm-hmm. But Elden Ring, also a new IP, but clearly it was just primed to break out. Right. Well, it's like a new IP, but it's also yes. kind of gets to be Dark Souls You're 4 right. in a way, right? And that helps it a lot. Um, there's this kind of, it's so funny, right? How like they, they did they did go like radio silent for a while there. So it, like there, it's hard to imagine there was a time where people were like, maybe that game is canceled. Yeah, and here it is. One of the biggest <laughs> games in recent memory. Uh, Horizon, though, also no slouch. Uh, it was uh, second best selling. This is from Matt, Matt Piscatel as well. Uh, F- Horizon Forbidden West was the second best selling game of February 2022, while also ranking first on PlayStation platforms. Dollar sales of the PlayStation 5 version of Horizon Forbidden West set a new launch month record for the PlayStation 5, 5 platform. Not too surprising. There are more PS5s out there. This is probably the biggest game to hit PS5 so far. Right, and on on PlayStation Five specifically, it did outsell Elden Ring. It's number one, and Elden Ring's number two. So, you know, I know there's a bit of a narrative like, "Oh, poor Forbidden West." Forbidden West is doing very right. well still. Yes. And, I, I, I mean, it, this it has, this happened last time, right? It happened with Zelda, and and that game did fine. This game's going to do just fine. They're they're going to do great. This one did great. It's going to do great. It's yeah, exactly. I'm sure everyone's very happy. I'm sure it's going to probably outsell the first one, which again sold 20 million copies. Uh, okay. So then, uh, ha- have you looked at the rest of the list, Mike? Or- yes, I have. Okay. Sorry. So I can't play a guessing can't game. Can't play a guessing you. game. So, uh, the question was going to be, uh, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Dying Light to stay human. Uh, we talked about that a month, about a month ago and we're like, Oh, try to like kind of put those in order. Uh, we know Elden Ring, number one, Horizon Forbidden West, number two, uh, number three was Pokemon Legends, Arceus. And again, that only includes digital sale or I'm sorry, physical sales does physical. not include digital um, so th- that game is also, it did fall behind, uh, actually, uh, Elden Ring for the best selling game so far of 2022, but again, that's only physical sales. Right. So once- yeah, it's one of those things you can't, you kind of have to don't look so much at rankings here. I'm sure Arceus is still doing very well. It speaks more to, uh, Elden Ring and Horizon 2 probably just having really strong debuts. It's not like, oh, Arceus is losing its legs already. Oh, I'm no sure way. it's, yeah, I'm sure it's doing very well. Yes. Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human also does not include digital sales. So that's probably hurting its its appearance on here. Although I think even with digital probably would have struggled to beat Arceus. Uh, Arceus uh, is it's kind of selling like mad, selling like crazy. Millions of copies, all physical, uh, not even counting the digital. Uh, then uh, the, the other new game that de- debuted was Total War Warhammer 3. Uh, and that was number five. So just a strong month for new games. But it, even then, it couldn't match last year's rush to pick up new consoles and new software yeah. along the new new new, new uh, pretty, consoles. Pretty good showing for Warhammer Three. In yes. fact, like that's that's the one where like, well, because the next one at number six is Call of Duty Vanguard. And Warhammer Three is the one I'm like that beat Vanguard. Yep. And I know I just said like, don't look at the rankings. It's pretty interesting to see the new the newish Call of Duty already this quote unquote low. Yeah on the list i know there's a lot there's four new releases here again warhammer 3 maybe not one i would have expected to chart above vanguard so that pushed it down but again like we know that vanguard's been struggling a bit and i wonder if this is another sign of that uh okay uh yes the rest of the chart kind of familiar stuff uh after call of duty vanguard madden mario kart 8 at 8 uh fifa minecraft at 10 uh miles morales at 11 like we said mario party superstars is uh at uh, 12 it was ranked 15 Uh last month 
So moving back people, up. People really like Mario Party more than yeah. I like. I, like it was one thing when uh, Super Mario Party did really well. The fact that they very shortly made another one that's just kind of a greatest hits thing, and it is also apparently just going to sell like you know uh, tens of millions of copies. That's pretty nuts. Uh, a game not anywhere on this top twenty Battlefield 20, 20, 2042. Oh wow! Just uh, yeah, Legend of Zelda Breath of the It's a disaster. Yes. I think it's, um, it's barely in the top 20 for the best-selling games of the last year uh, so far. I think it's, like, number 19 on that list. I'd have to look, but I don't have it here. Uh, okay, in terms of hardware, the best-selling hardware of the month was Switch. That's in terms of both units and dollars. Again, this is a measure of who was able to get what into the supply chain. Uh, number two for both those metrics of, of dollars and units was Xbox uh, Series X and S. That's probably mostly S, though. Um, and then PlayStation 5, number three there. That's just because the supply is just not there at all. If you look for the entire year so far, though, PlayStation 5 is uh, number one for dollar sales. I think Xbox might be ahead of it in unit sales, though, again, because of the Series S. So it's just it's a mess. Not a lot to, uh, not, not a lot of actual information you could glean from any of this other than, OK, so in February, Sony wasn't able to get a lot of PlayStations to the, to the United States. And that's kind of all you could take away from this. Right, exactly. Uh, all right. I think that does it for NPD. We'll move on to some other news. Uh, Dead Space is targeting early 2023. This comes from intrepid reporter Jeff Grubb on Grub Snacks and from Gamespeed.com at the same time. Are you happy, <laughs> Good job, Mike? Griff. Yes, yes. You told her. You told everybody. You told everybody on Grub Snacks that I yelled at you. Yeah. And wow, you probably probably didn't exactly yell at me, but uh, I don't know. I'm very. I'm a I, fragile little flower. You are a fragile little flower, and it's hard. Yes. Well, it's, it's hard because you, you you only read my messages, I think, like while your kids are like taking a shit on you or something, yes. so you're already frazzled. So Pretty much. You read it in the least generous way possible, Jeff. <laughs> He's actually very nice about it, everybody. He's just like, that would be nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it's like, it's, hey, it's piece mostly, of shit. It's mostly you just saying the thing that my guilt is already telling me, Mike, and my <laughs> guilt know. is yelling at me. Don't worry about that. That is definitely well, you, happening. You dig, Jeff, you do good. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Gotham Knights is coming October 25th. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I guess I'm surprised to hear about that game, but I, I suppose it was always supposed to come before Suicide Squad. Uh, where are you at with Gotham Knights, Mike? Not very far. Not very into it, I suppose. I don't know. I want to care. Um, which one is the one that's supposed to actually be a live service game? Is that supposed to be? <laughs> I think they uh, both are a little bit. I thought but only I, one was supposed to be actually. Suicide Squad seems more than, and Gotham Knights seems like it has like, okay, here are the four not Batman Batman. And and yeah. doesn't that seem like it's set up for one of those four player co-op games? And apparently it only has two player co-op. So that, me, that to me, that says it's not as much as a, a live service I, game. I guess if you asked me where I would want, where where, where is it that I wanted to oh, see? Oh shit! The, 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 what? Sorry, uh, ten minutes ago, Dead Space Twitter uh, status update incoming arrival window early twenty twenty three. So they confirmed uh, it. Look well, at that! There you go, everybody. Wow, well, it's nice when it doesn't take long to get the the reporting confirmed. Wow, it's like you're not pulling stuff out of your ass. It's like it's it's like I'm not pulling. I mean, you know, sometimes there's good stuff up there, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead. Uh, real quick, back to Dead Space. Dead Space is just a. Uh, uh, they need a little bit more time. They want to get it right. I, I, I you know, the, the story's on GameSpeed. Yeah, anymore. 2022 almost sounded a little early for it anyways. I agree. It was always like, oh, October 2022, that would be fast. But they were like, okay, it's a remake. That's why you do remakes, because they're you can get them out fast. But early 2023 is just a few months later. So very yeah, cool. It's fine. 
Uh, what fact, you said about Gotham Knights? It's good to do it now instead of get there and then be like a month before. Like, exactly. Oh, we got to delay it. Exactly. Right. And that, you know, they never said 2022. That was always just they my never reporting. did. So that's just what they were targeting internally, and we happen to know it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you were saying something about Gotham Knights, or or, or you done with? Yes. Yeah, it's like if you had asked me, like, where do I want the Batman video games to go after after Arkham Knights? I don't think. Well, get rid of Batman. Uh, let's let's add some multiplayer in it. I don't. I, those aren't the directions I would have gone with. You know. Right. I, I totally agree. Yes. But, it, I, I, you know, well, maybe these games will be good. Maybe they'll be fun. Um, I they can be. They can very much be. But I'm also like, I'll wait for somebody to tell me that. I'm not going to. I'm not actually not getting too excited about these games. That's mm-hmm. like I didn't wasn't paying attention to like, oh, Gotham Knights. There's something happened with that. I was like, that didn't get me enough to like pay attention that they announced the release date until I was putting this this rundown together. So I, I'm actually right there with you where it's like. I'm going to wait for someone else to play it and tell me it's worth paying attention to. Uh, All right, let's get into some in light of recent world events news. Uh, In light of recent world events, Nintendo is delaying Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, a game about uh, moving tanks and heavy artillery into a country to take over their cities. Uh, That is too close to what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. So Nintendo delaying sort of indefinitely like they didn't give a new date for it this right. was this is uh, we talked a little bit about this on on uh on nintendogs but i uh, figured i'd bring it up here uh because it's uh part of like a, a larger ongoing story where companies are, are hesitant about looking like they are uh, being frivolous about war and at the same time they're also being uh, they're hesitant about looking like they are um profiting from anything coming from russia so uh that leads to everyone is pulling out of russia in terms of their business uh nintendo um Nintendo seems like they might have, but also it might have just been like uh, their payment processor stopped working. So I think they just said, oh, we're just going to turn it off because the payment processor processor isn't accepting rubles anymore. So you can't we can't do business in Russia anyhow. So it's unclear Mm -hmm. if Nintendo actually was like behind that or not. Uh, But PlayStation, Xbox, Humble, Bundle, EA, Activision, Blizzard, uh, a whole slew of companies have all said we are not shipping products there and we are shutting Pokemon down our digital Go. sales there. Pokemon Go, Pokemon yes. Go just shut down, yeah. Exactly. So you can't play Pokemon Go in that country anymore. Um, it's, uh, th- this this stuff, you know, it, the Advance Wars thing is one thing. You don't want to look like you are being um, in, in poor taste. Uh, this stuff yeah. is, is also, that's related to what's happening with this stuff, but it's also uh, part of a larger effort to sort of counter uh, the propaganda inside of Russia. Many Russians get their news from state media that is telling them one thing that, and it's it's very much you know, a, a distorted version of reality. And they believe that they're you know in the right. Um, and then all of a sudden they go to McDonald's, and McDonald's is like, "We shut down. We're not operating in this country anymore because of what your country's doing to this other one." Maybe, maybe it begins to like cause a little bit of of uh, right. distrust among the people. They're like, "Wait, why is everyone mad at us? We, I thought we were in, right." Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, is there some point? Where you have to go, you know, maybe it's us. Uh, and yes. I don't know. It's it's complicated stuff. And there, are, you know, there are some people who get really worked up like this is just hurting the average Russians. And it's like, I, I guess I kind of understand that point. But I am if you if it was down to me, I would ultimately be like, yeah, look, we don't have to import. We don't have to send them all of our entertainment and continue to operate all that stuff there while they're invading a sovereign nation and yeah. uh, bombing its hospitals. And it's um, uh, Gary Kasparov, the you know the one-time chess champion, uh, grandmaster, whatever, and now a, a Russian political expert and stuff, and you know opposition to Vladimir Putin. Uh, he said on Twitter that yes, it's about affecting the average person in Russia because 
you kind of have to affect the average person in Russia. They've been indoctrinated in propaganda nonstop for decades. Um, this is the one way to sort of shake up the country is to let them know, hey, uh, everyone else doesn't support what you're doing. Now you need to figure out what you're actually doing for real and not just listen to the state media. I, I mean, that's Gary Kasparov, uh, not coming for me. I, I don't know exactly. Right. I haven't thought I about mean, like the gamesmanship of what this does. I do understand a company being like, we don't want to take rubles because one, they're worthless. Right. Two, we I mean, don't that's what, it, that's what helps. I think is because I think, you know, there are still ultimately humans involved in these places. It doesn't seem like it sometimes, yep. but you know, they, I'm sure a lot of them are, are uncomfortable about, uh, you know, taking Russian money or doing anything that supports that economy right now. Yep. And I, yeah, it's again, it's very complicated. Like maybe this just makes, makes uh, Russia uh, hate the West even more. I don't know. Again, I'm wearing a shirt with a boat from Epcot on it. Right. It's, it's out of my pay grade. Yeah, I, I'm wearing a shirt that I decided when I was uh, on the potty today, I'm going to refer to it as Wittis, which is, stands for wear it till it smells. Uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that we're working with. That's the brains that we have. So yes, uh, we, we got here. Yeah. So we're doing our best, everybody. And uh, I mostly I just hope this ends so the people in Ukraine can be safe. OK, uh, uh, Steam Deck is getting its well, it did get its Windows drivers. So now you can install Windows on a Steam Deck. Mike, you, your Steam Deck still pre-ordered. Once you get yours, do you have any interest in doing this? Gosh, not not immediately. And not unless I knew it worked really well. Like, what would I need to do that for? Because, like, I don't need to do that to get the emulators. Would I need to do that to get the Epic Game Store so I could play Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> I So the Epic Game Store you can install, but I think they actually, and I'll, it's, it's upstairs, Someone said that they put it into the uh, Linux store thing, the like where they the package manager is what it is. And someone said you could just click a button now and get the Epic Game Store. So I don't think so. I think you'd be able to just yeah. get that in in the Steam OS. And that's kind of like where I'm at. Where before I got it, I'm like I am definitely going to try Windows on this thing at the very least. And now I'm like, oh, the idea of putting Windows on this thing seems like a hassle. And Steam OS is so good. And yes, some stuff doesn't work, but I'd rather just deal with those headaches than. Uh, abandon all the good interface stuff that steam provides right. by having the native version now i think you can get How a, do i need to be right you can get like a steam deck os interface like layer on top of windows but i bet that doesn't work as like as smoothly as just like you you know click the button it goes to sleep you pick it back up it boots right back into your game it's saving all this stuff it understands i mean maybe it does i'll have to test it myself i guess eventually but i i really don't want to install windows it's just working too well too much of the time and when something doesn't work i'm not like oh steamos is crap i'm like this game developer is crap they should get their shit together and get it to support uh steamos and, and and linux and the proton layer or whatever wwe 2k 22 big surprise does not work but so many <laughs> yeah, games work and that one's big surprise. Yeah. and this is going to be a thing that people are going to prioritize more as there are more steam decks out there and and, and all that agreed i'm hoping that by the time bef- i get my steam deck maybe kingdom hearts finally just comes to steam i don't know how long that epic game right usually it's about is. a year so i don't know how long yeah. ago that was <laughs> um i just saw the super chat we'll get to later i can't believe i've been i've been asked the doors of wheels question so we're gonna have to talk about been, that more you, later you've been, yes you've been asked in the in the community questions as well it's the first question um awesome. all right uh Steam Deck uh, has 1,000 now uh, verified or playable games on Steam OS, and this is ver- these are both verified uh, tiers by Valve themselves. 
more games than that work. So many of the games I've played are not tested at all, and they just work, and they're fine. Um, I mean, like, Dolphin works, right? Like this, So obviously, a lot, many things are going to. Uh, I was playing Dolphin today, and I was kind of paying attention to the power consumption, because it's one thing I was like, you know, how bad is this battery? Um, it was using 7 watts to play, and that's, like, on the, on the high side. It was, like, ranging between, like, 5 and 7. Uh, and it gives you an estimate, estimation of, like, with this much battery power and this much wattage, how long will it last? And it's, like, six and a half hours. So you can just play... Six and a half hours of of, of uh, GameCube games on this thing, so a uh, battery life actually pretty good in many instances. Um, all right, uh, there was a PlayStation State of Play. There sure was, Mike. How are you feeling about the PlayStation State of Play a couple days later? Uh, worse than even then. I think I think it was awful. Very I thought it was really bad. Uh, what's your, was, what's, your, what's yeah. your big criticism? Um, it felt like we saw a bunch of B tier games. Uh, it felt like it was more about p- the publishers than <laughs> it was about the people playing the games. Yeah, it's more like, well, we'll make Square Enix happy here. I don't know. Maybe it just happens that none of stuff appealed to me. Like, I don't even like Dino Crisis, and it was still weird to me that they Capcom is making a new dinosaur game and it's not Dino Crisis, and yet apparently the character from Dino Crisis is in it, or at least someone who looks. Exactly like her and the, is wearing the, the same gloves, clothes. With the same hair, yeah, the same the fingerless clothes. gloves is what did it for me, me Jeff. Too. I was like, really? Yep. The fingerless gloves? Um, it, yeah, that that whole thing is just weird because we are in this era of IP, right? Like where everything is so IP, IP, IP. And here's Capcom going out of their way to not make it based on one of their IPs. And I know it should be like, well, we should be happy about new IP. Is it really new IP when it's just <laughs> Earth Defense Force but with dinosaurs? Is yeah. that new is that yeah. a new idea? Maybe. I, it, um, that game, I, I don't know. It's just like, it, look, I, I like the idea of a dinosaur forecast. And then that means there are literally 10,000 dinosaurs falling out of a portal in the sky. That is that is fantastic stuff. But then getting in the anthem suits and... A bit, yeah, uh, the robot suits. It's so many things. It's, it's video so game many, to yeah. video game. Yes. And uh, yeah, right. It's like the kind of game that gets made up for a TV show a lot of times is what it feels like. I, I don't know. I'll give it a chance, but right now, based on what I saw, not that excited. Um, and and that was like basically the highlight of the show was Exo Exo Primal. For me. Right. Well, we ended with two very mediocre looking Square Enix games. Uh, there's their tactics game, which you said looks like a DS game, which is maybe only slightly unfair. Yes. <laughs> I think you were onto something there. It's just and it's then, so muddy looking. It's so hard to tell what's muddy, going yeah. on. It's like the user interface is awful. Right. And it's like the, like the buildings like stand out more than the characters and like these things will get refined. But this is how you're selling the game in a big state of play. And it's just this incomprehensible mess to look at. And I'm someone who plays a lot of tactics, tactics games. I'm like usually pretty good at parsing what's going on. And they just did a very bad job with this game. It looks bad. Yeah. Then there's a new Valkyrie something like I forget what Valkyrie Valkyrie. I'll call it Valkyrie cell. Cause it looked like a PlayStation three yeah. game. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which is again, slight, slightly ungenerous, but sure. <sighs> I get what you're going for again though. Cause it's, it's very bland. It's very it's vanilla bland. looking at best. It, it really is. And it's if they're both clearly Square Enix B team or C or C team projects. And we're at a point where there is such a difference between those things now, between a Final Fantasy seven remake and that. Yes. And again, it doesn't necessarily like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be it's going to hurt that much from it. I play plenty of games that don't look that great, but you usually don't end your presentation with one of those things. Right. Like that was right. a weird one last thing. 
I agree. I, I it uh it definitely and I think uh J- Jeff over John Bomb was saying this, uh, J- Jeff G was saying uh that it, f- it felt to him like Square Enix had a bunch of stuff they wanted to announce and didn't want to do the sh- do a show themselves. And you said it when we started. Yeah, this. It was so much of that. I mean, yeah. they they also showed Stranger, uh, not Stranger. They did show Stranger. They Paradise did. And they showed uh, fucking um, Forspoken. That's it. Forspoken, which is Forspoken looks good. I'm excited for it. Not coming out for a while. Uh, yeah, and, and also a lot of the stuff is multi-platform. And this might have more to do with me, but the most the most exciting thing by far was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Same. Cowabunga Collection, which is very exciting because it's just all those great like good to great konami uh turtles games that they made including all those beat-em-ups including the arcade versions so you have some four player ones and some of them even have online support um that is going to be fantastic i can't wait for that right and digital eclipse is doing that digital eclipse Mm -hmm. is known for putting a lot of love into these collections digital Um, eclipse's um disney afternoon collection is still like the best thing ever god i love that um, and they, they did send over a list. It's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, uh, Turtles in okay. Time Arcade, um, Ninja Turtles for NES, so the, like the original, uh, Turtles cool. 2, the arcade game for NES, the Manhattan Project for NES. Tournament. Manhattan Project so good. This Okay, there's Tournament Fighters for Super Nintendo, Tournament Fighters for Genesis, and people wanted the both versions. They went one further, and they brought back, I think, the unreleased Tournament Fighters for NES. No, it was released, it was Jeff. Released. I forgot about this. We were talking about this, but there was an NES version. And it's that wasn't that wild because that there were not wild. a lot of one versus one fighting games on the NES. Because that whole thing started with Street Fighter 2, really. Yes. Uh, there's like stuff like karate or whatever and weird, like a lot of pro wrestling games. But yeah, so that, again, it'll be a curiosity to play it. Nobody's going to really want to play a lot of right. it. But still, it's neat that it's there. Right. And it's, it's exactly it's like, OK, they are they go to the, the extra effort to make sure the collection like this is very well done. Um, they also I they said this somewhere. I think it was in the description on on YouTube. But then they edited it, so it's not there anymore. They had like a list of like all the extra stuff that's going to be in there, like uh, behind the scenes scans of of uh, art and work in progress stuff Ooh. and design docs. Uh, so that's the kind of package you're going to get here. And I agree, that's the most exciting. Like I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade. I've not played many. Yes. I, I have played a bunch of these other ones, not a lot though. And I'm like. I would love to have this collection just for arcade and then everything else is going to be a bonus on top. And I bet I'll find a couple of games. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really did miss out on this. At the like, time. I know at least one of those Game Boy games is actually supposed to be like really good. So I'm excited. In fact, I was looking for it a lot while I've been looking for games for my analog pocket. So now I'll just be able to play it on there. Yeah. That's great. This is great. Um, I, I, I just I generally agree with your assessment, though. Pretty uh, underwhelming, forgettable. And it's it might as well have not have happened at this point. It may uh, as well not have happened. Yeah. Uh, Returnal DLC, maybe that's the kind of thing where it's like, uh, sure. And again, that's like, that just happens to be like me and you, like, you know, famously aren't the biggest Returnal fans. So, um, okay. Uh, over on the Microsoft side of things, uh, Halo Infinite season two, Lone Wolves, Lone Wolves. So is it Lone? Okay. This could, I I copied this from Knubel. Is it Lone Wolves or Lone Wolves? Uh, with the V, whatever. Uh, that's I the, imagine it's with a V. Okay, probably. Uh, but it's like, but also it's lone and plural. Uh, that happens in Eldering as well. One of the um, spirits is lone wolves. Uh, so uh, a lot of video games have pluralized the lone loneliness. Uh, that's starting May third. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm hung up on this one. <laughs> well, I don't know why, but that sounded uh, unintentionally deep. A lot of video games have pluralized lonely. <laughs> It's, yes, that's the name of my uh, my new collection of poetry. Um, Pluralized the loneliness. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, co-op uh, is not coming until later until in, in season two, though. 
Um, definitely seems like they are having uh, issues over there at the very least, right? Yeah, this is it's it, you know, it's like I get it. It's it's hard to make content, especially in in this you know this COVID era that we're kind of maybe getting out of. And you know, there's some things that they had to sort of band aid fix real quick too. It still seems like a really long wait, Jeff, for for the season two stuff to get some new maps to get something, yes, you know, exciting because you know I, I am in that place right now. I was I was playing it a ton, really loving it, and now I, I finished the season pass, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait for something new to come out, and I it seems like I'm just waiting and and waiting, and honestly, like. I was expecting like, oh, maybe we're going to get like the battle royale mode or something. It doesn't even seem we're going to be getting that right. We're going to get a new season pass. We're going to get like a couple new maps and maybe a couple new like modes like, you know, what, what like King of the Hill or whatever. Not King of the Hill. Uh, well, yeah, something like that. No, yeah. I mean, um, you got to hope that the, the rumor about uh, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of the developer, but they're uh, they're the one that's working on that Monster Hunter uh, uh, clone uh, uh, and that I reported on a few right. weeks ago. Uh, you would hope certain affinity. Um, you would hope certain affinities thing is coming soon. Like that apparently it's supposed to be a new game mode. Hopefully it's like, OK, if certain affinity is working on it, hopefully it's like a pretty significant thing. And that comes by like summer at the latest. Yeah. And they can. That's why. OK. That at that point, everyone could just forget about it. It's this big new thing. Maybe it has a battle royale set set on the uh, Halo Infinite map. If that's the case, a lot of people will begin to forget about this this dark period where there wasn't much. Um, but if it takes longer than that, if we are like a full year before it feels like okay, the content pipeline finally got like into a place where it's delivering stuff at a, a somewhat acceptable pace. That is uh, too long, and it's, it's. I mean, it definitely deserves to be called out, called out right now. This it is needs right- Forge more than anything, because right. then people can start making their own content, and that would help a lot. And uh, Forge, I, I've heard mixed things, but apparently, uh, insiders are testing it. Apparently, like the uh, right. Halo insiders, they've been m- messing around with it. So, uh, hopefully, that's coming soon and is ready to go. And uh, but yeah, it, it just feels like they got into a weird place just getting this game out the door, and then they looked up and like, oh, we got to fix all these things. We can't work work on all the stuff we said we were going to deliver afterward. It's kind of like you guys probably should have real, realized that, but hey, all right, whatever. I, I do feel like I've said this uh, elsewhere with live service games, the temperature that that sort of weather report on these games can change so fast. Where Right, exactly. People will forget about this real quickly if right. the new content comes out and then it starts coming out a steady stream and it's all at least, you know, pretty good. Right. Things go to, go talk to the Destiny fan right now who last right. time we talked to him was like miserable about how, and hated, hated the game that he was playing every day. And go ask him about it now, and he'll be like, this is the best game that's ever been made. It's the best it's ever been. So, mm-hmm. And they don't even remember the times when it was bad anymore. They don't talk about that right now because it's so good right now. Uh, Super Nintendo World at Universal Hollywood opening 2023. Take it away, Mike. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. So that's getting, getting ready. Uh, more interesting to me because it's closer is that vertical construction has started on the Orlando version, which is opening with its third theme park. Uh, Universal Epic uh, Epic Universe, right? Yeah, so it's it's finally starting to get underway in Orlando after years of just clearing dirt and kind of being in a holding pattern because of the pandemic and everything like that. And yeah, it's uh it's really going to be happening pretty soon in Hollywood. I have to figure out like when am I like gonna like make a trip to go out there? You don't want to go that first month or so; it's gonna be crazy. Right. It is also again the Hollywood version isn't going to have as much as the Orlando version. Hollywood is not going to have the Donkey Kong uh, country stuff. I, f- I forget if it's even going to have Yoshi. I for- I, like The Hollywood one might just be Mario Kart. I'm not super sure now. But the Orlando one is really the one I'm excited for. Same. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, 
you know, if we had like a work trip, I'd probably go out to the Hollywood one. I probably will take the family to the Orlando one when that's actually finished. That's probably the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Overwatch two beta, you put this in here, Mike. I, I, I completely this happened during um, Grub Snacks, and then it finished. And I meant to check in on this, but you covered it, so I like it left my brain. What's going on with Overwatch two? Yeah, so basically they, they they had like a small video developer update where they the kind of the big thing here is that they're decoupling Overwatch 2's uh competitive mode and the co-op mode, seemingly mostly so that they can get the competitive mode out there sooner. And they're starting testing now. Later this week, it's like the friends and family um Blizzard tests, uh, along with like some like the Overwatch League people are gonna play it. And then in April, the closed beta is going to happen. So people are actually going to be playing Overwatch too soon. And I wonder because they're just like, look, we're going to release this before the co-op is ready. I wonder if that puts 2022 back on the table at all. Yeah. um, Yeah, this was a game that was uh, alongside Diablo, right? Pushed out of 2022. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, we're basically just like they had the uh, one investor call, and it, they never had release dates, but they just said neither right. of those games are coming out in 2022. To be right. clear, and that was and part for of the before it wasn't that surprising for right. Overwatch Two. That was pretty shocking, right? And that was both that was all part of paving the way for uh, what eventually became the acquisition of uh, okay. by Microsoft because it's like bad news, and then more bad news was obviously coming with Call of Duty getting delayed, and they knew that at that time for sure. Uh, so mm-hmm. and that's not Call of Duty this year, Call of Duty next year. So. Uh, like we said, uh, Activision in a rough spot, but maybe like if this, you know, like you said, if this if this goes well, they could just launch the PVP stuff and then that's going to satisfy most of that Overwatch audience. Yes, right? that's what most people care about the most by by far. And it'll be fine to just release the, the multiplayer later, although they're going to be careful and not get themselves in the trap that Halo is in. Right. Like they have to have a roadmap. Yes. Of content coming out pretty regularly once this thing finally does launch. It, they're almost at a point now where they, they've left Overwatch 101 so long that there's there's almost no real rush now. Like, that damage has been done, mm-hmm. right? You lost that momentum, uh, which is still a weird thing that they let happen, right? Like, imagine if, if, if Respawn just stopped supporting Apex Legends right now for two years so they can make Apex Legends still. Uh, that's basically what they did. So it, it was just a, a whole weird situation. And again, we have to see how people are going to react because there are some big changes in this beta. The yeah. biggest thing is that it's five versus five now. There's only one tank, and that's going to really change how things work. And if people don't like that, Jeff, they are going to hear about it. Yeah. And if they don't like it enough, then what? It's the kind of thing like we do need more time and we need to go back. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they just have to stick with it and see it through. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. But I mean, if you want a 6v6 game, just go play that Gundam game that was in the state of play, Mike. Yeah, there that's you just go. Overwatch. It really, I'll tell you what, I couldn't believe how they just took the UI from it. Like, yep. even that top part, like, okay, wow, sure. Mike, It'll probably come out before Overwatch, too, hey? It probably will, yeah. Uh, that does it for the news. Do we have any Super Chats? We do have some Super Chats, and if you guys have any questions you want to send in the Super Chat, we will still read it before the show ends. First off here from Trent82, could GoldenEye be delayed due to current events? I feel like GoldenEye is probably a little safer from it. And also, uh, I don't know if, I guess Nintendo is still involved, but that's a bit different from literally a game where you're sending takes to capture cities, right, Jeff? Yeah, I I think it's I think it's enough different. I mean, it does deal with Russians, right? There's like a right like Oh yeah. So maybe. I don't know. I feel like we 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 actually went through this with Advance Wars and then we were wrong about that. So I guess no game is probably safe if it involves any sort of international uh, espionage or and or right. war. So 
it could be in a situation where they just uh, hold it back a little bit longer. Arioto Gato says, Happy Friday, meat men. I spent the money I had saved up for a Steam Deck I reserved last year on a PlayStation 5, but regret it now because Sony is doomed. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> well, they're not they're only gonna be doomed in 10 years, so that'll be after the life cycle. Yeah, you'll get your money's five. worth. Yeah, there you it'll go. Be fine. Then it'll be this fun retro thing. <laughs> I remember back when Sony made consoles. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo Derek says after this Calbunga collection in the Disney collection, they also did what retro collection would you like to see digital eclipse do next? Personally, I'd like to see an uh, LJN Marvel collection. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know about that. I like that. Uh, That LJN uh, was Captain America and the Avengers or whatever. I like that game. Yeah, I I like that game. I had that on the NES. Yeah, me too. I rented it a bunch of times and really I was like, man, this is cool. Hawkeye's cool. I was wrong, but. Yeah, no, I'd like to see them game. do the the corporate mascot collection, like a cool spot and treasures Ronald go. Donald game stuff like that. That's a, that's a good answer. I like. That oh, one. Yo Noid from Cat yes. Catcom. Yeah, there's a lot. Yo Noid was great. I like it. Corporate sponsor. This should be called that corporate mascot collection. <laughs> Alexander Dark ninety one says, "Have you heard anything about the dates for the Xbox E three showcase yet? Rumors are saying they might have a show in May and September instead of June." Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be a gym. It's going to be a gym. <laughs> Is that the thing you're talking about earlier? That's the thing I'm talking about earlier. Let's just talk about it now. On Twitter, June. uh, I'll, I'll have more, probably more to say on this soon. But it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's in June. Uh, not uh, not May. Uh, well, they might do something in May. They might do something in September. I don't know. But I know they are planning for an E3 style show in June. They're talking to partners to get big games in there. That is that is ongoing right now. So and that's like it's March. So it's not like they can change that train or, or, you know, turn that big ship around. Uh, They are heading in that direction. They're going to do something in that time frame. Good job, Alexander Dark. I bet Jeff wanted to save that for Grubstacks and you made him have to spill the beans here. Good work. He got it so well. So I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll give I'll give Alexander what he wants. If Mike had asked, I would have laughed in his face. Absolutely not. Then I would have to yell at you. And then you Uh, shame me. Yeah. Uh, Devin Greedy says, Mr. Minotti, do you think there are more? What do you think there are more of in the world? Doors or wheels? Thanks there for the is. great show as always. So somebody asked you this on Grub Snacks. Yeah. It's it funny because on Twitter keep, yesterday. Yeah. The more you think about it, the more you change your mind. Because at yep. first you're like, well, for each car, there's like four wheels. And, you know, but then you're like, oh, wait, cars also have doors. Yep. And houses have so many doors. And yeah, but, but, that, uh, but, but think, they think about it further. Like houses also have so many wheels because. There's yeah. there's probably got a lot of wheels in each of your windows to like make them slide better. You know, you know what? You know what? Then I started thinking about like toy companies, like yeah. Hot Wheels, like just yep. all those Hot Wheels and all the fire trucks, and each of those have at least four wheels on. I think it might be wheels. And at one point, I was certain it was doors. Same. I think it might be wheels. I uh, my wife did the same thing too. She used doors, and then she moved the wheels. So like she was like certain it was doors, and, and I'm like okay, I'm like I'm not gonna like try to convince her because I don't know. Uh, but then I went to the bathroom, and she uh, like knocked on the door, and she's like. Okay, but and then she like lists off the reasons why it might be wheels. And then when she got done talking to herself, she's like, I'm pretty sure it was wheels. Um, why don't you do the, a poll right now? Yeah, yeah. The thing that convinced me, I'll do a poll. The thing that convinced me was the factories. Someone's like, think about yeah. a factory that has like uh, a conveyor belt or like one of those rolly belts. That's, or, that's, a single conveyor belt is just basically all wheels with all, a tread on it. Exactly. And it's like a, a factory <clears throat> is almost entirely like wheels on everything to make everything work. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. Good point. So I think I'm. I think I'm wheels. This I is am a wheel right here. This bottle cap. High for my thought. Green tea. <laughs> yes. This wheel. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm. I'm asking the poll right now, Mike. Do we have any more super chats? 
We do. Supernova says, after confirming the release of Dead Space at the beginning of 2023, tell us your secrets about the games that will be shown at the Microsoft conference. <laughs> so now we now we need even more. Jeff, is, are we going to get Bethesda stuff here? Are we getting Activision Blizzard stuff? Uh, mostly just Xbox first party and a lot of third party things. What should we expect? Um, I, I don't know. And it's a bit it's a bit early to say. Uh, I will say that they are trying to get like big third party games that you know about like i know they're trying to do that i think they're going to struggle to do that because a lot of companies have already decided like what they're doing with most of those things they're getting but, silk song aren't they yes they're getting yes that's where silk song is um i uh I, we'll, we'll know more soon but like last year like last year we knew all of it um with a big e3 showcase it's not as much fun to just be like here's what you're about that's to true. see like they're just going to show you and it's about it's about people getting excited. So if there's like, like I told people what wouldn't be at the la- at last year's show and I thought that was useful like to like get people And you were right. Yeah, like, yeah, and it was like here here's stuff that won't be there so don't get excited. Everyone's like Avowed's going to be there. I'm like guys, Avowed's not going to be there. And I- I'll probably do a lot of that this year if I if I'm able to get like track down this information. Um but I I'll say my guess right now is a lot of Starfield, um probably Forza Motorsport 8 and then probably a few games of that of that 2023 slate. Uh, Hellblade. We'll probably, well, Hell, I think, I, is Hellblade this year? No, Hellblade's next year. Okay, Hellblade. So Perfect Dark. Maybe more Hellblade, but may, yeah, like a perfect. It's probably time for Perfect Dark, Dark and or Avowed. I think those might be the big ones. Uh, other than that, like who knows? Um, but we'll see. Um, JC Carlum Moreau says, "Here's to hoping Final Fantasy IX remake leak is true." Jeff, I do not believe that leak. Uh, yeah, they already, I, I think it's just a remaster remastered. Yeah. Oh, see, you said before they remastered Final Fantasy Nine already. That, okay, that, well, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yelling at you in your chat when you said that, but okay. Know, I, th- I was yelling at you again, but you know, you don't like it when I yell at you. <laughs> I every, just yeah, ignore so you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy Nine is already on every modern console. Uh, if anything, they could just work on that more. And like, what is a remake of Final Fantasy Nine going to look like? Because like, you can't necessarily two D HD that. You would kind of have to make it look like Final Fantasy 7 remake, which I don't think they're going to devote that kind of energy to Final Fantasy 9. And also, they still have like two more of those to make. So, right. like, you know, I could be wrong. I really do not believe it. Like, maybe it'll be a, a super remaster. Like, maybe they're going to do a better remaster than the one they did a few years ago. I guess even that seems uh, weird. I mean, it's sort of happened before. It's basically what they did with like Final Fantasy five and six, right? We had those shitty PC versions, and now we have the slightly better pixel remasters. But I, I don't know. I don't see how Final Fantasy nine remake happens or what it looks like. Uh, Cheeb Eam says, first time ever catching live. Unfortunately, I can't stay long, but we'll listen to recording as always. Question: Any crumb of news on? Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I also did another super sad saying right now the room, but just wanted to uh, add always appreciated. Thank uh, th- you. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, G-Beam. Um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy is one of those games I heard might show up at the state of play. Um, I don't think that's because anyone heard directly. It's going to be at the state of play. I think people have begun hearing that it's going to show up soon. And that seems to be the rumor going around in like inner circles. Um, so I think, I think we'll probably see it soon, but we are pretty close to E3. So, um, any, any time between now and then seems viable. King is overrated says, do you guys read or reply to comments on your articles? Other journalists I read don't really engage with their audience. Is this commonplace? Jeff, we haven't had comments on our articles in years. And I think they actually did like turn yeah. those back on. I don't know if anybody even uses those anymore. I mean, what sites have that, that people actually 
do that. It's like Kotaku and IGN. Do you guys like reading the comments on Kotaku and IGN? <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we read some of the comments on the YouTube uh, stuff every once in a while, and I'll engage with that. Most people are pretty I, I read the YouTube ones all the time, actually. Yeah. I, I, I read those pretty religiously, and I respond to those. If you talk to me on Twitter, I'll usually respond to you. Right, that's the thing. Um, we have Twitter. If you want to reach out, we'll talk to you there. Yeah, Co- comments on stories. I don't know. That feels, that feels so 2009 to me, Jeff. Oh, they say we're cutting in and out. Okay, everybody, hang on. I think one person said that. No, everyone's uh, saying audio is messed uh, up. Uh, okay, hang on. I don't know what that is. How is that? Here, let me let me listen. Let me see here. Uh, let me put in a marker so I know where this is happening. Uh, yep, we're fixing it now. Uh, some people are saying it's fine for them. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to hear myself, but it's taking a second to for my speakers to turn yeah. on. I that might be a them problem. My audio is not messed up. Yeah, I mean. I, okay. Okay, is your audio saying it's fine. Is it still bad now for anybody? Um, because it's probably just for you. Okay. Uh try reloading YouTube. Maybe there's issue because I'm getting I've zero dropped frames this entire time. Yeah, I'm getting no uh, drop bars. I'm looking at the good. I'm I'm looking at the audio levels on here in OBS and they look normal as far as I you know, I'm not an expert on that stuff, but it looks normal to me. Uh okay. Yeah, just refresh. Sorry about that, everybody. Okay, hit hit another marker. Um any other super chats, or did I not answer the last question? Oh, yeah. uh, no, we're the... talking about the comments. Yeah, like, well, next, you, next... listen, engage with us here, engage with us. Um, we're reading right. chat a lot of times on Twitter. Uh, we do read that stuff. Yeah. You have plenty of opportunities to yell at us. Don't worry. Exactly. Wolf Assassin asks, do you know how the projects at Xbox Game Studios Publishing are progressing? Like Project Belfry, Shaolin, Velvet, and whatever, and whatever happened to Project Kojima? Yeah, uh, Kojima, that's still like they're just like they're taking a long time on that deal because of the language barrier and stuff. But and also it's early, so they that we probably just won't hear about that until they have something to actually say. Um, and I, I, I don't have like granular updates on all of these projects, no, but I, I think as far as I've heard, most of them are coming along. I think Project Belfry is one that is probably going to come this year. I think that Josh Sawyer game might come this year. That's not a that's not an Xbox Game Studios publishing thing, but uh, the, yeah, those are the ones I know about. And uh, I don't know. I, it just sounds like they are going fine, as far as I'm aware. And then one more here, Ariel Delgado just says this <laughs> podcast is an RPG. I guess we are playing roles. That's yes, for sure. I'm are. playing somebody Absolutely. who can tolerate Jeff's existence. Yes, and I'm I'm doing the role of uh, the, his greatest nemesis and the one who will eventually Apparently. take him down and put him in his place. So the hero is basically what I am. The hero is what you're trying. <laughs> so I'm chaos in this. Yes, situation. yes, you are definitely chaos. That's for sure. Uh, 25% for Doris, 75% for Wheels. That's 152 votes so I think far. We are, so. we are very persuasive in our so argument. Too. I think so too. Uh, okay, is, is that does that do it for super chats, Mike? That's it for super chats for now. If you guys have anything else you want to send in super chat, we will read it before the show ends. All right, I have a whole bunch of questions here from the community. Uh, th- these come from people who are in our Discord and then also in the Patreon or whatever, able to, to get into the secret channels. Uh, starting with, and they're they're keeping it going, Mike Bench Turbo JC. So <laughs> it's only going to get worse before yeah. it gets better. Uh, currently at Disney World and want to ask Mike <gasps> his favorite ride, what his favorite rides are and favorite park. I can't wait to eat shit and buy anime stuff at Epcot. Oh, yes, it's very good. Yeah, there's that incredible store at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot that just has a bunch of anime video game stuff. I buy Mega Man stuff there. They have a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli stuff to buy there. 
and they have like a giant candy section with all that Japanese candy and weird stuff. Oh, it's good. Uh, Epcot is usually my favorite park. It's under a lot of construction right now, which is why Animal Kingdom has been singing to me a lot lately. Uh, Animal Kingdom has some very chill vibes to it in certain places. There's a there's this like bar and lounge Animal Kingdom called the Nomad Lounge. It's right before the main entrance to all the Avatar stuff. And that is just my happy place. It's just really relaxing in there. They have incredible like small plates, incredible cocktails and and some fun beers on draft. And the whole thing, it's like it's like this haven for like explorers. It's like the thing for like world travelers. It is it is very nice in there. Um, my favorite rides in general, the new Star Wars ride is actually pretty incredible. That Rise of the Resistance, I know it's probably like a super long line and it's obnoxious to get on it, but it is fantastic. I also like a lot of dumb, slow things like the People Mover and Magic Kingdom, which is just like the overhead, like a train thing that just goes around Tomorrowland. Yeah, people Mover's that rule. Is a, I love it. That's my, that's a big favorite of mine. It's just like, uh, go look at the park i guess you taught I me like that, a lot of that stuff you, you taught me that the, oh, that and detroit are like one of the only places to have those people mover things yeah that's right yeah yeah, so yeah. i've been on the people and, mover uh, to go to I, I can't remember the name of it but like yeah we would take it to detroit all the time when we were going to events right i was shocked, like oh that's funny that you actually know about the other yeah. one teacups no nick Turb, but teacups are a little too dizzying for me i'm not a big thrill guy uh th- like space mountain is my limit anymore and some days i'm like i'm not doing space mountain today that's too much for me teacups spin around a lot Okay. Uh, Did you say? What did you say? They were a little bit too much. What for you? Spinny. Okay. I thought you said they were a little bit too Disney for you, and I was like about to freak out. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, dizzying, like like you know, spinning around. I was about to spin around in my chair, and then I realized I have a headset on. Yeah, that would have been very Uh, good. Yeah, like there are a few rides I still never done in Disney World, like um, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, just because I'm afraid of them. I believe you know. I believe the tower. tower. I, my favorite of the roller coasters is actually Big Thunder Mountain because I like its whole, you know, how the West was fun kind of theming. <laughs> and uh, it, it has three lift hills because the roller coaster goes so slow. It needs all that help to keep going. So that's that is my speed. That's what I'm looking for there. But uh, yeah, I can answer all. I can talk about Disney World for probably way, He's got way, a way Disney podcast, people. I do. I do. Listen it's to it there. Disney. Uh, but, uh, I like I like answering questions about Disney World. Though. I bet you do. <laughs> it's funny. I actually, I, for some reason, when people ask me about video games, like normal people, sometimes I'm like annoyed. People are like, "What do you think? PlayStation or Xbox is better?" I'm like, "Who cares?" <laughs> if somebody asks, right? If somebody asks me like, "Like, what's your favorite Disney World restaurant?" I will write an essay for them. <laughs> uh, Cranjus McBasketball wanted to know uh, Mike's opinion on doors versus wheels. So there, yeah, there was we got, there. got there. Yep. I think Cranjus McBasketball was the one who originally asked us if. Uh, if Advanced Wars is going to get delayed. So good on him for calling that one out. Yep, good call. Uh, Turbo Hammer. Uh, there we go. Turbo Hammer asks, uh, Happy Friday, Jeff. Up late at night thinking about doors and wheels grub. And Mike, number one Stranger of Paradise fan, Minotti. <laughs> uh, question for each of you this week. For Jeff, is Microsoft planning to do more remakes anytime soon? I'm eagerly hoping for a Morrowind remake. Um, I don't know. I think Microsoft is very happy with their technology that kind of brings old games up to a certain standard of like frame rate and resolution and like it makes the textures look better. I think they're working on that technology more than remakes, but remakes obviously have their value and they can uh, help. Uh, I, I think they're going to do a fallout like collection and probably not a remake necessarily, but they, they'll, they'll do that. Very kind nice of stuff. remasters. Yeah. A lot of remasters. 
And you could do that with Fallout 3, New Vegas, pretty easily. Morrowind, you do maybe need to start thinking about remake territory right. things. And it is just slightly old enough and obtuse enough in some ways. Yeah, I, I, but I almost wonder if they could do like that uh, special edition they did for uh, Skyrim, where it's like they basically just took a bunch of mods and, maybe. and bundled it together. Maybe you could do that with Morrowind and resell that as like. I wish uh, they would, because I never really played that much of Morrowind. And I'm just basically, I would just need a little excuse to finally go back and go through that one. Same here. Uh, Jeremy G Turbo. Happy Friday, Jeff Turbo Grub and Mike Turbo Turbody. 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 I'm going so fast over here. I'm turbotty. I'm allowed to do it, not you. I'm Shit, Italian. I've messed up. Uh, if you could make an Advanced Wars style tactics game of any franchise as a spinoff, which would you choose? Oh, that's interesting. Pikmin would be kind of funny, wouldn't yeah, it? Would I don't good. even like Pikmin that much, but it, like that makes sense to me. I like Because that. the Pikmin are kind of a, a terrifying horde anyways. Yeah. So that makes some sense to me. Yeah, I like that. I don't. I, I don't know. I think that's pretty. Uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's pro. Tony Hawk. Game. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> uh, from VJ Turbo. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, Jeff, do you have any news on sit on? Go ahead, Vij. If you're in chat, just do it. Sit on these nuts. Yes, is that what definitely, it's be? absolutely. That is what it's going to be. Sit on. That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, that's pretty aggressive. VJ you Turbo. You saw it though. You saw it though. Uh, from Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I spotted that one. Uh, from Alex, what do you all think of Overwatch 2 being split up? Its PvP content was already meant to be free, so it just feels weird to have waited this long, especially with Mike having played some of this content in 2019. I sure did. Yeah, I think they made a mistake. I think the very original idea was a mistake. I think that they were probably kind of pushed towards it by corporate because there was that whole thing where Blizzard used to make more games. So we'll just save up some content and we'll release it as an Overwatch 2. And to make it seem like a full a full uh, package, we'll have this really extensive co-op mode. Well, it turns out that the people making the game probably had pride in the co-op mode and made it more extensive than what uh, Activision actually wanted them to. So it's going yeah. to take a lot of time. And then, of course, a lot of other things happen. Uh you know, Kaplan left, all the stuff happened at Activision Blizzard. We found out that the company had these awful, awful problems. Um, it was it was just a bad idea. They, this stuff should have just slowly have come out to Overwatch. And if at some point, it, when like ever the co-op campaign was ready and it came out, if you wanted to like do something where you put a two after the .exe file for some reason and have that <laughs> logo show up when you open the game, sure. But this was clearly not the direction that they should have gone with. Uh, real quick, VJ incoming did say sit on these nuts in, in chat. And then Nick Turbo immediately deleted it as a mod and was like laughing and so denied. So Nick Turbo abusing his power for good this wow. time. Uh, thank you for that, VJ. Uh, let's see. Uh, Turbo Winnie featuring, let's see, featuring still more Columbo related questions. All right, Mike, get your okay. Columbo impression ready. Uh, can you each give us your best Columbo impression with a just one more thing? Hope you have a great weekend. Oh man, I probably can't. I mean, either unless it's code, uh, unless I can destroy my vocal cords. It's one like, more uh, thing. Hey, that's, that's uh, yours best. is pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, one more thing. I probably sound more like Roz from like <laughs> freaking or like the, the the receptionist from Monsters Inc. I sound like Columbo. <laughs> one, yeah. one more thing. It's a. Yeah, you're it's pretty a, good. You're I'm you're much a, you're much better than me, which upsets me because he's Italian. Uh, I'm just doing an old it. man voice, basically. So an, yeah, an, yeah, you're right. right. Old man voice for kind of with a little bit of New York. And probably yeah. need to smoke like twenty cheap cigars. First. Yeah, I just I, I smoked a huge blunt before this. That really helped. There you go. That'll help. Uh, from Danger Man Lee, 
Uh, Columbo famous for smoking blunts. Uh, Danger Man Lee asks uh, several points. Number one, I was probably expecting too much for this state of play, but I wish we got an update on God of War Ragnarok, especially as we have seen uh, Grand Turismo 7 and Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon 2 release. Uh, maybe after Ghostwire, perhaps? I hope we see a release window soon. Yeah, when, did, when is the next big thing from Sony now? It's Ghostwire. No, no, no. I, I mean, the we'll, next big, like, event. Event? Like, I'm going to have to do a summer one also. Maybe earlier in the summer. Like, maybe maybe it'll be, like, a late spring. Like, maybe it'll yeah. be a May thing. Instead of, like, waiting until, like, like, almost the fall to do that PlayStation showcase. But, I mean... And they can't wait till then, right? Because God, well, I guess they'll give us a God of War date at some point. Maybe they don't need an event for that. And as long as they have God of War coming, they don't need to rush anything else, right? Right. I don't think I, I don't think they need to rush anything. And they could even just like be like, look, it could be a Twitter thing, right? Like, hey, look, here's a new trailer for God of War. I think you're right. Uh, Dave Duran has a couple more points. Elden Ring blowing up with just two days counted and MPD scoring at number one. I wonder if it will hit 20 million before the year's end. Hell, probably do that in October or something. Looking at all the numbers right. going about. The the only thing that could maybe hurt it is it, it is a game that could maybe be front heavy, right? Yeah. With okay, all yeah. these from fans and everything. But there's so much there's going to be word of mouth. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case, but it could be the only thing stopping it now. Right. I think, And I think that word of mouth is uh, it's gone through a little bit of its roller coaster already right after the reviews from a lot of people who didn't play it saying, I don't think it deserves a 97 or people who had played it for the eight hours we had played when we did our first video. And it was very easy to be like, I don't see the 97 everybody. And then you play it longer and it's kind of, it wins you over. And a literally lot of later that, that day, I saw it. I was yeah. like th that day I was like indignant, like this isn't a 97. And then later that day I was like, Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think we're, we're heavily in that period where most of the people of this huge number of people bought it are in that point where they're like, I'm, I am loving this thing. This thing is incredible. It just keeps getting better. Look at this shit. Can't stop talking about this game. Can't stop sharing screenshots. Uh, that is going to be infe infectious for quite some time. And the game is so huge. It's going to support that word of right. mouth for a long exactly. time. Mm -hmm. uh, then Danger Man finishes up with Elden Ring is vast. Yeah. I just wonder how you how say Elder Scrolls 6, for example, will take lessons, not copy pasta, but learn. Uh, maybe go back to Morrowind style exploration. Disclaimer, have not played Morrowind, but have read and up and watched others. Uh, I mean, even Skyrim was relatively exploration friendly. Yes, you was. could do a lot of just wandering of around. Yeah, so I think Elder, Elder Scrolls is going to be fine. I don't think it's necessarily going to take a lot of lessons from this. I mean, really, Elder Scrolls 6 needs to be the sequel to Skyrim. Uh, yeah. It just needs to do that, but bigger and kind of a bit more impressive. And I, think, I think the one lesson it could take is... Not everything has to have level scaling. Not everything has to scale to your level. I think that if that's, you have if you have areas that actually point. are dangerous to be in and push you away, that is not the end of the world. That is actually exciting. And just make sure each each space can just support really long periods of play. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna explore this safe place for hours and hours until I feel brave enough to go in the, that scary place. I think that is maybe more interesting than what Skyrim did See, with everything scaling. I I, I kind of hear you, but I think that's just a, I think that's a core part of the Art Scrolls is that you can go anywhere and do anything right now. I remember when I played yeah. when I played uh, Oblivion finally and I got like the complete edition. The first thing I did was stumble into the expansion content. <laughs> and, like, I saw, I was, like, that's the first thing I did. It was kind of neat, to be honest. Like, oh, I guess I'll just do the expansion first. And I got all this stuff like, all right, now I'll go play the regular game. You're, you're um, not wrong. Ways, In like, any game that you come across. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, there's ways they could probably do it better. I do agree. Like, there should be 
ways that there's like hard content somewhere because it can sometimes feel like especially towards the end of the Elder Scrolls game they get very easy yes because it's still it's level scaling but now you have all these tools and everything so uh it's a lot uh let's see from brian laley uh hello gentlemen with square launching a final fantasy anniversary website and the lack of a showing of any of the 16 and remake part two at the state of play is there a possibility they could do a final fantasy anniversary event of some sort this year i may just be trying to will this into existence thanks for all you do i'll say that if i'm sony and i just put on that state of play to show off all your bullshit you better give me Final Fantasy 16 to show. And obviously they have the exclusives on these things, so they probably will. But I want to show them in a PlayStation event, not some not some Square Enix event. So there's a lot of Final Fantasy stuff they have to announce at or show at some point here. They gotta show uh more Final Fantasy 16. And we, we know they're going to in the spring at some point. They said as much. Uh they're going to have to announce Final Fantasy 7 remake at some point, and they're going to have to announce the console ports for the Pixel Remasters. At some point, that alone should be enough for some kind of an event if they want to. Uh, from Easy Izzy, how is the Steam Deck in hands compared to the Switch? I can't use the Switch for longer than thirty-ish minutes without my hands hurting. Um, it takes a couple. It takes like an hour to get used to the idea. Like this isn't a Switch. It has like the grips. It feels like a real game controller. It feels like you're holding an Xbox controller. Really, it's just a little bit heavier, a little bit wider. So uh, I found in that first hour, it's like, this kind of hurts a little bit. What's going on? Once I realized, I'm like, oh, I could just like hold this like a regular controller, relax a little bit, uh, try to find a good way to support the weight without just like using like the, the weaker side of my hands or whatever. Um, and since then, it's been super comfortable. It is more comfortable for longer periods of play than the Switch without a similar sort of grip setup. I, I put a grip on my Switch now because uh, of that situation. I really hurt my hands playing, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Dead Cells. So... Uh, I, I need that, and the, the Steam Deck just comes with that built in, and it works really well. So I, I find it to be very comfortable at this point. Knock on wood. I'm shocked I do not have any major carpal tunnel problems. Yeah. Um, my one brother does. My one friend has them so bad he like he like he's got surgery. He just literally cannot play as many games anymore. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, how has that not happened to me? I know. I'm, I'm like I'm, I feel very similar. Where it's like I, I'm like. I have hurt, injured myself playing games for too long, and then I kind of it healed, and I'm like going right back at it. It's like there are slight aches in some of the knuckles or whatever, but it's not anything that stops me from playing games. I don't know. I feel very fortunate. Uh, from Doctor Turbo Sus, uh, oh, I like that name. Uh, what is your favorite game that you will never play again? That's a good question. Oh, I, don't know if I, good I was kind of thinking about that because I saw the Uncharted movie finally uh, a couple of days ago. It wasn't too bad. But it got me I, thinking, you know, I would I would say like, oh, like a like a Charter Four, right? Is this game that I absolutely loved? But it's also a game I maybe never need to really play again. Maybe someday. But like those games are kind of like that, where they're such a fantastic, incredible right. first playthrough. But I don't unless I like really want to go and beat it on hard mode. I want to go find all the treasures. I don't really need to do that. A lot of big JRPGs are kind of like that too. Like um, Persona Four, Golden. I absolutely love that. Do I really need to go and play that 100 hour JRPG again instead of playing a new JRPG? And there are so many on my list that I haven't gotten to yet. That's that's how I kind of felt about Persona 5 Royale, right? Uh, It's like, yeah, there's new content there and I kind of want to see it. But I already spent 100 hours playing Persona 5 and I still want to go back and play like Wild Arms and weird stuff like that. Yeah, one of the biggest early stories Bitmob ever had was what community member writing... uh... Uh, I never want to play Mass Effect 2 again. And it was like that headline 
but it meant it wasn't like because they thought it was bad because they finished it and they're like right. they can't imagine ever cha- changing any of their choices or whatever and i definitely have that with mass effect 2 a little bit where i'm like i, I started playing the legendary edition i'm really enjoying it I'm, I'm still in the first game but it's like whenever i lose steam i'm like ah, I don't, i'm just kind of playing the same choices i did before it's still fun but i don't know if i need to go through it all again so it's like the, the mass effect is definitely like right there on that bubble for me i'm uh beyond that it, it would be a game where you make your choices though it would be that that would be like the walking dead is probably a, a good example yeah. i really like walking dead in 2011 whenever that was but i didn't i don't feel the need to go back and play it again sometimes i get surprised like i didn't think i was gonna play kotor again then just like came out on switch yes, wow. and like and i basically did play it the same way the same choices the one way i made it different was i am actually going to follow this guide on what the best build is going to be and that's how i'm gonna play it and that just kind of made it fun and playing it on the switch was fun and that game was very good so. i might i should go uh install kotor on the steam deck and then mess around with installing mods on steam os install kotor 2 because that has that mod yes. where like the fans went in and added like the cut content from the ending and some other stuff i'm definitely like, that's do a that. game i've been waiting to that's play a game that forever. you really yeah yeah i actually really want to play kotor 2 on the steam deck I, I thought i was going to finally do it on my steam machine or, or the steam link or something yeah steam right. link and like yeah i don't like this controller and there's some lag and no nope not yet but yep. i own it so that time is coming. All right. Uh, yeah, that's oh, I can't wait. Uh, from Delta Prime 84. Hey, Beef and Cheddar Boys, I'm looking for a career change. And given the amount of tech companies doing work from home, I thought I'd look for a work from home job. As people that work from home, what advice can you give to someone transitioning from going to a workplace to being a work for work from home worker? What do you think, Mike? Man, I, 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 it's I, yeah, hard for me because I never transitioned. I, I've been working from home basically my time since I stopped working at a pizza place uh, like 13 years ago or whatever it's it's difficult uh i will say I, the one thing that does help me because i do sometimes get a little stir crazy is i do like to go out for lunch still yeah so find excuse like do that go for a walk at least don't literally sit don't literally sit uh in your office all day that's the big thing yeah um you know i, I just set up a a place that is dedicated for work and um you don't don't get any like you, if you get into a bad habit be willing to let it go. Like if you start like, I'm going to watch the news today while I'm working. Cause there's something interesting happening. Don't just turn on the TV automatically the next day, recognize what you're doing and sort of be like, I can't have the TV on while I'm working. Uh, I, I think that for the most part though, it is, it's not that hard. It's just the kind of thing where like, you got to get the work done. So you get the work done. Uh, the, the hard part is always just like the delineation between work and life and like finding a way to like, create a, a partition and that's the hard part uh and uh, really that is about what mike said like maybe at the end of the day you do go outside and you say this is the end of the day i'm gonna go take a walk i do that a lot that's very helpful i do think it's important to keep hours uh like i um you know don't don't try to work too too like re- really weird hours you know and that is a benefit that you can but i don't make a regular habit of it try to keep things to a nine to five or whatever yeah. makes sense to you as much as you can yeah i uh I have, I have those standing desks, the walking desk, actually, but that's specifically for my ADHD, where I just need dopamine going into my brain so I can trick it into, like, thinking it really likes doing all this work I'm doing. Um, and that helps when I'm exercising while working. All right. From, and good luck with your career change, Delta Prime. Uh, from Epic Turbo World. After the state of play announced and before the actual broadcast, I saw Jez and others saying Microsoft should do these type of events. After that state of play, and frankly, the last few state of plays, I've come to the conclusion that maybe they should not. Microsoft maybe, so- they should. maybe they should not, yes. Microsoft and Sony have about the same amount of games in development, and Sony struggles to make these things interesting. Wouldn't Microsoft run into the same issue? 
I think they would, Mike. They will. What is everyone mad at Microsoft for right now? Right? They're saying, wow, it's going to, there's nothing much happening. There aren't many games coming out. Well, then what do you expect them to announce? Right. We already know what's coming out. So, like, they could do a thing where they just show, like, people working on a computer and here's a wireframe model of, of, you know, Joanna Dark, I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It get, like, and I think what, what we learned from this, that state of play is you can't fake it. You either have stuff for a state of yeah. play or for one of these exciting things or you don't. And you need to recognize it. And maybe people will be frustrated and they think you're being quiet. But that is probably better than coming out and bombing. Uh, the, the thing I've always said about this is the, the audiences that these companies speak to are very different. Nintendo speaks to the Nintendo audience and only Nintendo can really speak to that audience. So when people have games to announce, they are desperate for, for the Switch. They are desperate to get into a Nintendo Direct. If you are EA or Activision or any of these other companies, except for apparently Square Enix, uh, if you have games and you are, you're releasing them on PlayStation or Xbox, it's very easy to speak to those audiences whenever you want. You don't have to operate on someone else's time timeline. Uh, no one's desperate to put stuff in a state of play. They're just not. And they would be the same thing for Xbox. So I, I tend to agree with you. I think saving everything for at least one big show a year around E3 timeframe is the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and maybe something, maybe doing something from like December-ish, right? Sure, like that always seems to make sense too, right? But uh, you know, smaller updates here and there, are fine. From Pinball RJ, do you think Dead Space was delayed due to Resident Evil Four remake coming this holiday? Before remake will get delayed to the same week as Dead Space <laughs> in early twenty twenty three. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I yes, probably not. Re- Resident Evil Four remake probably is coming. I think it was just delayed because. Uh, they wanted to make sure this game is as good as possible. Um, all right, from Casual, I was looking ahead at, at this one. I'm trying to figure out what these uh, nicknames are for. So, from Casual, the artist formerly known as Nick Turbo Sean. All right, now we know that mystery. Ah, uh, that's who it was. Got him. Dear Jeff, Jailhouse Rock Grub, and Mike, I want to curb free Minotti. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, is okay. These are related to this question, which is: Is Nintendo Jail more like the Green Mile or more like the Shawshank Redemption? In my mind, I'm I'm picturing Mike clutching the bars, looking out solemnly while Jeff lies on the top bunk, smiling, knowing he's blown his chance uh, of parole with all these emulation vids. Um, Man, I yeah, I was at like like I think like right before the pandemic, I was out at some bar just like trying to have a good time, and they were playing the Green Mile, and I was looking right at it where I was sitting. It was literally just like. Like, why is this bar of AMC on? It's like the scene where, like, he electrocutes the guy and, like, intentionally didn't put the water on him. So he, like, painfully fried to death. And I'm just sitting there with, like, my beer, trying to have a nice time. I'm like, what the hell? Why is this on? Yeah, bar TV choices can sometimes be a choice. And that's yeah. definitely one of them. Just, you know what? Just put sports on. Just put sports on. Just put sports on. If you don't like sports, like, sports you're not at the for. bar to watch anything anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's definitely, uh, like, badminton on or something. Just put on, yeah. you know, sumo wrestling. Even two guys talking about sports, yes. man. And I, don't even put the subtitles on. I don't care. I just, it's got to be something chill and normal like <laughs> yes. that. Don't chill put and on normal is what AMC's I want from a bar. Yeah. movie about how, you know, yeah, the people getting executed. Don't want that. Dr. Butthug. Anywho. Weird, weird, uh, things, Nintendo, weird things on bar TVs are my vibe. I can Nintendo see people Joe getting is, the temperature was mostly like that scene where they bust out Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. That's what it's mostly like. And he's in jail. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, that Yeah, it's, it's so it's very whimsical and fun. 
Uh, yes, and children will come someday and save you with magic tinsel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, they'll save you. They won't save me. They're going to leave me in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll be the guy next door who they, they ask, like, hey, I'm more of that tinsel, and then they leave you there because no one cares about you. There, there you go. Uh, from Low Rule, a uh, lot of buzz about E3 coming back this year and being announced as a digital-only event. Have you heard this? Uh, we have I'm not. I mean, it feels like there's just not much happening with yeah. E3 I at saw all. somebody tweeting about that today. Day at some okay, point. maybe like, people something. are hearing this, so there's okay. some smoke there. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's planning to do an E3 thing right at that time, so uh, they they if they, they I mean, it makes sense to just like slap E3 on there again. Why not? Uh, from Octo, uh, why are Japanese devs seemingly lagging behind on accessibility? In recent years, a lot of games and companies have made strides in making games more accessible to a wide variety of people, but Japan is not caught up. Uh, this isn't just me saying this. Mark Brown of Game Makers Toolkit does a yearly roundup and has come to the same conclusion. Must just be a cultural thing, yeah. uh, which like I'm not trying to be like Japan doesn't care about its disabled population as much, which sounds cruel. But I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know how I don't I have no idea how Japan views those things, uh, what their resources are like for those people. I hope they're good. And if they aren't, uh, you know, shame on them. Again, I'm not going to condemn them. I don't know too much about it, but that's just my guess. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of factors. And Otto's uh, thing here was a little bit longer, but it's uh, but he, the big point. Big point is just like, oh, like, sometimes they're just like late to the party on things, and it's like while everyone else is like having this conversation, Japan Japan is very uh, sort of insular and not necessarily paying attention to Twitter and where people are having these conversations and not like really in the uh, like tap like tapped into like the shame of like. When a company puts out something and it gets shamed for not doing it, like uh, he says, right. remember when Activision put out Spyro Collection without subtitles? Um, that was for a kid's game, yeah. and they got patched in later. But, like, that, you know, we're, we're past that here because we had that example of them getting publicly shamed for messing that up so badly. Uh, and Japan's not tapped into that necessarily. No, no, no I think it'll still come eventually, but it is like this lagging thing that'll, that'll have to take a little bit more time. Uh, and he says, uh, have a great weekend. Slava Ukraine. Thank you, Radu. Uh, from Turbo Giggy, with the indefinite delay of Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, when was the last time you remember a game being delayed or canceled due to world events? One game I recall is Propeller Arena for Dreamcast, which was canceled because of 9-11 and never got an official release. Yeah, I I have to wonder if there's any other examples I can really think of since 9-11, Jeff. Yeah. I can't really. The big thing I still think of is like the Spider. I don't even remember if it was delay. I just think of that Spider-Man movie that had like the Twin Towers yeah. featured prominently in its teaser trailer. Uh, Mogar saw it too. I forget if it was delay, but they had to cut out the Twin Towers from its ending. So anything after that, though, I can't really remember a game. Yeah, being Advance Wars, the, the first one that came to America, came out September 10th. <laughs> Isn't yep. that something? Yep. September uh, 10th, 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there are there must be something. There must be some kind of an example. And I feel like I can I can almost remember the like seeing a Twitter message about it. But I, I'm not sure. Now I'm having like really weird feelings about the fact that like probably a, a certain percentage of our audience was born after that. Does like oh, was, yeah. was not there for either Advance Wars or 9-11. Yeah. You know, well, there had to be there had to be some kind of game or something that was delayed or something. At yeah, these school absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Terrible, I just don't, I don't remember. I just can't remember. Uh, Velocity Prime, what is going on with Square Enix? They seem to be in a weird space where one or two games every year hit, but everything else is surrounded by baffling or terrible releases. Are they struggling to define their image, having difficult, uh, difficulty securing support, or we, were we all wrong and things like The Quiet Man and Balan are secret masterpieces? I think they have bad leadership. I mean, yeah. you all, you, we all read that weird letter from their 
president or whatever yes, about did. NFTs no. and how tone deaf that seemed and how immediately they backed up from that. And, you know, like that was that's what he was thinking about a lot the last year. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what he was getting concerned about. Was, was he thinking about Babylon's fall? And if that was a good idea, he was probably thinking about NFTs in the metaverse. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think they, I think they have a bad leadership at the very top. And there are, you know, uh, some some people like Yoshi P, some of these game creators who are fantastic. But uh, they're the ones who are keeping the company afloat. But yeah, I think a lot of these CEOs and executives are bad at their jobs. From uh, Jedi Mouse 4, we know why Microsoft would want Crystal Dynamics to come work for them on Perfect Dark. But why would Square just loan out CD for another company? And it's because they don't they're afraid of taking on risk themselves. They don't yeah. want to um, uh, they don't know what to have them do next. Like Crystal Dynamics was the, the Avengers team. Right. So it's like Avengers and Tomb Raider. Yeah. There was a Tomb Raider anniversary went last year. Everyone's like, well, they're going to not to do Tomb Raider thing. Right. And then they didn't. Uh, and like, what are they going to do? Reboot it again, again? Uh, I, it's, this, it's, a, it's a company without vision about how to like approach its future right. in any real confident and way. It, it's like when you put a game of Game Pass, here's Microsoft just being like, here's a check. Like, yeah. you, like there's no risk. Guaranteed money. This is what you're going to get for lending us out this team for, for a bit. Yep. And maybe there's even low a bonus risk, based reward. on how the game sells. I don't know. But yeah, yeah maybe it's like, well, we got a lot of things that are bombing or are probably going to bomb let's take this sure thing i guess right and just it's continue. not good for us because we're not building any equity from this we're not building any of our own ips but whatever right yeah, yeah. and it's like a, it's a it's kind of a, in a lot of ways it, it looks like a bad bet because it, it is the kind of thing where it's like this is not how you're supposed to operate as a big business like this no. like you're supposed to be taking risks that can build equity free future like like mike said and it's like but i think they're just happy to roll around in their final fantasy 14 money and and make all God, these weird decisions lucky. Yep. God, are they lucky? Uh, Turbo Madden, I'm with all of you uh, that it wasn't that I wasn't feeling any of Square Enix's new announcements at the state of play. Valkyrie Elysium didn't do anything for me, even though I'm sure Valkyrie profile fans are happy. Uh, the Dealfield Chronicle could have potential, but not super sold on it yet. Though thinking about it, what Square announced on Nintendo Direct last month, uh, the reception felt more positive, positively received, uh, including the the front mission remakes, Chrono Cross, Radical Dreamers, and a remake of Live a Live. Was Square Enix well, announcements in the Nintendo Direct that much better than it was on the state of play? Or are these announcements more crowd-pleasing because they are either hitting certain people's nostalgia or, for Live a Live's case, finally being localized? I think Live a Live looks better than anything on the yeah, PlayStation it thing. it looked better. Look, the, the thing is, uh, on the PlayStation thing, the Square Enix stuff was kind of featured as the main event, right? They closed with those two Good at point. the end there. They were not, like, the most important things in the in the Nintendo Direct at all. Nope. And that's what really made the difference. Also, they look better. They just look like better games. Yeah, all yeah, of them they, do. they look better. You know, it's like Chrono Cross. Like, okay, yeah, it doesn't even look that great for remaster. But hey, wow, Chrono Cross is coming out again. That's interesting. Uh, from Nintendo Nintendo Bro, uh, what's worse, a twenty-minute nothing burger state of play or a four-hour Twitch ID at Xbox Indie Showcase? <laughs> I mean, I guess the Xbox. Like, yeah, the, if yeah. you're like if you're sitting down to watch the whole thing, definitely the Xbox. But I will say that. I do not get excited for ID Xbox shows anymore because of this. And I still somehow yeah. always fall for state of plays. So they, they got the pacing down with the state of play, yeah. right? Like they got like that. If they just slotted in better things, it would have worked from Charles. Does Sony have an incentive to run a state of play that will receive mixed to bad reception? Is it, is it for investors, third parties paying for, to be featured or did they just not realize it wouldn't be great? I, I mean, I think this is like, I said this on grubs next. I think it's like a bargaining chip that they use and they'll, they're going to put on a state of play 
now uh, go out there and make deals with these other companies to get stuff in there and and treat it as like part of like bigger deals for getting stuff on PlayStation early or or getting marketing deals and saying this is like honestly they might have marketing deals with a lot of these companies and it's like this is part of like paying that bill where um, they like hey a spot in a state of play is worth this amount of money and by doing that we have paid off that amount of money towards this marketing deal that we've made with you um, it, it seems a lot about that kind of stuff. Uh, from Turbo Sean, a legitimate Turbo for once. Wow. Happy Friday, Jeff. Banned from the rec- uh, the Xbox Era podcast for leaking Phil Spencer's episode 100 appearance crowd. That was funny. Yes. We had a good time on that show. That was a good show. And Mike, banned from the Xbox Era podcast for talking mad shit about friends, Minotti. Yeah. Oh, the show. <laughs> it's like, friends, what food spreads? <laughs> oh, right. That, that awful sitcom. Yes, that awful, that awful, terrible sitcom. Uh, gentlemen, today I come to you with one question. Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Turbo? Oh, no. <laughs> the not- snail? Yeah. From the, the DreamWorks? The DreamWorks snail, <laughs> yes. It's it's not a single person or deity, but rather a <laughs> philosophy, a way of life. Those who partake are known to lead longer, happier lives, have increased movement speed, and gain the ability to perform Kiko... <laughs> Kickokins and airborne hurricane kicks. Uh, I think we're going to need uh, some uh, uh, cited information there. Um, just something you, you guys, uh, for you guys to consider. P.S. Mike, I too hate Hollow Knight, but that probably. Oh, okay. P.S. Mike, I too hate Hollow Knight, but that probably doesn't surprise you at this point. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, you know, that's actually considering you don't strong. like Super Metroid. That's actually a compliment to Hollow Knight, <laughs> another top tier Metroidvania. Um, yeah, look, the whole Turbo thing's been ruined for you guys now because I'm associating it with the snail, snail from DreamWorks yeah. movie. Sorry. I, uh, for a long time, I thought that was a Pixar movie. I'm like, why does this look so bad? Um, <laughs> it's not, it turns out not a Pixar movie. It turns out not a Pixar movie. Uh, from Pablo Koss. Hello, Jeff. Love it. Look at my hamburger. Okay. Hello, Jeff. Look at my hamburger sweatshirt grub. Yeah, fair enough. And Mike, uh, no more salting crackers, Minotti. Uh, I yeah, am thank God. I get afraid to wear that that hoodie now because you guys made fun of me nope. so much. Just because it was slightly different than what I normally wear. Speaking of saltine crackers, I saw my new butt doctor yesterday, and of course, I knew this was coming, but they want me to do another uh, colonoscopy, so that's going to be a fun time coming up here soon. Good luck. I I, uh, I just want you all to know about that. When do when do I have to start getting regular colonoscopies? Fifty. Fifty. 50 oh, is when oh, most okay. people need to get their first. Some one. was forty, but is forty the prostate? Some, something's going up my butt eventually. Is what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jeff. <laughs> I loved Super Mario Brothers 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the Rocketeer on the NES during my childhood. With the first two available, or soon to be, on modern platforms, Mike, what would need to happen to get a Rocketeer port, or to get a The Rocketeer port? Happy Friday, boyos. Yeah, I like that Rocketeer NES game pretty fine, actually. No one ever talks about it. In fact, I always say if I'm going to speedrun a game, that's the game I'll speedrun just because I'm sure nobody does. Yes. <laughs> so um, I don't think it'll. I don't think it's ever going to get ported to anything. You're just going to have to download that one. Really. Yep, go for it. Yeah, you have my you have my permission, which means more than Jess. And the the, the Rocketeer stat, statue's permission back there. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah it's uh, from Keywork. Sup, boys. Uh, this may come. Na- this may come up naturally when discussing Eldering, but I'm curious about your current events in game and your build. I'm currently punching sand, fighting General Radon with a two H great sword build. Uh, thanks as always. Two H means two handed. Two handed. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, I, I. Gosh. I was having so much fun. I actually played 
I spent a night with my brothers. We were just kind of helping each other fight bosses that we were like, oh, working good. on. That's we great. Were just, like, it's great because you can kind of like can take turns once you get there. Like, okay, now you summon us there. So that was a lot of fun. And all three of our builds are kind of different. I'm pure strength, sword and shield. Uh, Christopher is uh, kind of like the spell, like the, uh, what's it called? Magic and sword, you know, the the mixture. And right. AJ is pure magic. So that was paladin. Fun. So would it be a paladin yeah, kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. But I'm doing like a pure... Uh, yeah, strength thing. So I just have a giant sword and shield, and I've really been spending a lot of time getting my equipment better. And uh, I actually did a lot of like that first underground area and did a lot of that stuff, and basically getting ready to get into the magic school now. I'm a little not frustrated, but I've had just another game I'm re- reviewing, so I'm spending a lot of this weekend on that. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm falling behind on like the Elden Ring train because everyone's talking about. Well, have you beaten Rodan? I'm not really. I'm, I have not. Okay. So people are getting I ahead of me him. now. I just beat him last playing. night. Yeah, I'm playing so much of this other thing, so hopefully I don't get like too kind of left behind here. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, it's so big. I feel like once you get back into right. it, people will just be like, have gone down another rabbit hole, and you could just go to a different one, sort of leapfrog them or whatever. It's there's there's so much. It's so big. Uh, I I just beat Radon last night. Uh, it was very challenging. I just needed sort of. Um, Is that uh, the un- guy at the end of the magic school? Or no, no, that's that's Renala. That's okay, Renala. So you're like that, you're like that's you're like on the. Th- Radon's the third big one, or like right? The so, so there okay. there is the the you know the pre boss of of Matt Margit, who is very yeah. difficult, like still real uh, real boss, but Margit. But then there's Godric, who's actually like one of the rune right. holders. Then there is the the hog the evil Hogwarts, which is just Hogwarts. See, uh, that's my that's my next thing is I'm finally getting into evil Hogwarts. I was doing uh, a lot of great, model, fiddling around it. It's it's hard. Uh, I, you know, it's, I think it's uh, I. I and I think I'm a person who should play strength, should play melee, and I found myself playing magic, and so I still try to go in and play melee, and then I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. Oh, okay, I got to figure out how to, like, stand back. So it takes me a second to, like, sort of recognize how to get through a lot of these spaces, but, um, yeah. yeah I think ahead. the magic school is, like, I had to go to that one tower where I think I need to get a key to go into the magic school, and there's, like, this guy who's, like, one of those fake invaders who's just a magic guy, and he kind of tears me up because I can't just do my usual hold my shield and everything will be okay thing. His magic just goes through it. So I need to kind yes. of figure something out there. Yeah, that holy magic goes through stuff. Yeah, you have to watch out yeah. for that. Um, I uh, So Radon is not the last boss someone in chat asks. Not even close as far as I understand it. Um, right, because there's still girl who sleeps with corpses and guy who eats shit, right? <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, but I think there's and there's a ton of stuff in between all that. And, uh, uh, but but Radon was very like he's like the big um, gatekeeper of like the second half of the world. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, second half of the world. Jesus. Yeah, well, I, th- I think. I mean, I, I like a, an, a new underground spot opens up right after that fight, and I went in there and I'm exploring there, and it looks a lot like that that first underground spot. If you are like yeah. in um, Limgrave and you take the elevator down that goes forever, uh, it's like in the yeah those stars and stuff, and it's like that, but it's like even bigger, and there's a city. It's just fucking incredible uh i'm loving it but i i've also been spending time like trying to figure out how to maximize this build so to beat radon i um i got one of those the magic spell that increases your magic damage by 35 percent, but you have to stand in the, the thing and i'm like, just trying to find out where i could stand around radon and then fire him with comet azure i respect so that i could actually use comet azure which is a level 60 intelligence spell and it's like I, i'm basically a glass cannon at this point where i'm just nice. like i have to just stand back Find a find a spot, and if I get him, it's gonna take a third to half of his health. But I got to make sure I get him in the right spot because it's like the the angles of the verticality matter. Like standing, like make sure my character's facing the right way matters. I uh, can't do it on horseback too often because the horse might turn you around a little bit. So um, it's it's challenging and a lot of fun. But uh, beating Radon was pretty satisfying. I'll say that I never get quite as high 
beating a boss in these games as a lot of people talk about where because it just feels like i figured out what i need to do now it's just executing and for me that's a path where it's like it's not like the greatest feeling but some that radon boss was actually pretty good oh i got a crying kid hang on Uh uh-oh Keywork says, P.S. Mike, SNW, Super Nintendo World in Hollywood will have Mario Kart only in terms of rides. That's Epic Universe will have a bit more overall. Right. So, yeah, that's why I, th- I thought Hollywood was just Mario Kart. It's not going to even have Yoshi. So Japan right now has Mario Kart and Yoshi, and I think they're going to get Donkey Kong later. Hollywood's just Mario Kart, and then Orlando is going to be uh, Mario Kart, the Yoshi uh, slow ride, and also the Donkey Kong Country roller coaster. So that's where it's going to really be at. All right, uh, Nick Turbo. Let's see. Uh, the only way PlayStation ends is if the world starts uh, starts nuclear war. And I mean, okay, yeah. Well, Nick, you make a joke, but it's um, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. PlayStation will still exist. Uh, King is overrated. Happy Friday, gents. Quick question: I just got my uh, girlfriend a gaming PC and having her play games with me. Uh, she never played many games before, and I'm trying to be patient as she learns. What is basically mm. a second language to me in video game mechanics? Yes. Uh, any ideas on how to make her learn these mechanics easier to understand? Thanks, guys. I had her start in Minecraft. That's a good place to start. It's a pretty good yeah, place to start. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, menus can be a thing with yes. newer people, right? Like some, like things that, it, like I had a friend who was playing Kingdom Hearts, and I went over to check their progress, and they were like really far, and they just never equipped a new keyblade, right? Like oh, a new wow. weapon. Like, yeah, I just yeah. didn't really understand. I was like, oh, you got a better weapon. You should put that one, right? It's mm. difficult. It, um, you know, you can you can help and help. Ultimately, if if they're really into it, they'll learn. That's and, right. And if not, there's not too much you can do about it. Minecraft, I think, is is a pretty good place to to get them going on, though. I even like the, I tell you what, Legends Skyrim. Arceus. Try that. Try, try Pokemon. Yeah, you said gaming PC. Never mind. Yeah, Skyrim isn't too bad as far as like big RPG yeah. games go. If you if like you want, or to even Mass Except Effect, wait, Mass Effect Two, maybe Mass Effect, yeah, Mass Effect, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just think that legendary like, the characters. Something I have to think about more. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot to to juggle there for sure. But that's the whole point. Like, you got to learn this stuff, and you kind of have right. to just learn. You have to throw yourself into the fire. That's not the idiom, Mike. Why am I so bad at idioms? Um, throw yourself right. in the fire to learn. That's what that's what the kids that's do. Not what, yeah, go into jump into the deep end is what you want to say. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Going yeah. jump into water, not the fire. Hot, I think I'm trying to think of like a hot kitchen. Like you got to go into the yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I think Fallout Three was my gateway to a lot of more like Western RPGs. Actually, I remember I didn't play like I didn't get into any of the Baldur's Gates or even Kotor at that time. But then Fallout Three was when after that I went back to Oblivion fire. and then I went back to Kotor and all that stuff. Thank you, Lucius. Trial by yeah, you're mixing up trial by fire with jumping into the deep end. That yep. was your problem. Jump into the fire, everybody. Uh, with Turbo Make Nick, the tree and get out of here. <laughs> uh, Turbo Nick Sean Turbo asks. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> it's like uh, just imagining like a horrific golem of some sort. Uh, right, it's like Godric. He's just like yes, grafted his. He's put, he cuts off his arm and puts it into Nick yes, Turbo's there's just a head. Nick Turbo hanging off of Sean, uh, Turbo Sean's arm. Yes, <laughs> uh, Turbo Nick Sean Turbo asks, "Who is your favorite Turbo, and why is it Turbo Nick Sean Turbo?" Ah, it's messed up. Uh, um, mine, no, mine is Turbo Man. Yeah, because it's Turbo Time. Tur- it's Turbo Time. Correct. I have yes. a Turbo. It's Turbo Time shirt. I need to wear it next time. Now I need the to word find it. Turbo is losing all meaning to me. I'm hearing the word, and it sounds <laughs> funny now. Turbo, Tur- <laughs> Turbo. Uh, Turbo. Real question. Yeah, it's a weird word. What do you think? Th- I wonder what the origins of that. I wonder if that has Latin origins. Yeah. Turbo. Um. <laughs> let's see. Spanish. Real question. What games do you guys uh, like that general community considers bad or terrible? Apparently, Super Metroid. 
<laughs> Apparently Hollow Knight. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I feel like I don't, I'm, I'm trying to remember I have a lot of takes like this. People ask us these questions sometimes, Jeff, and I feel like they get caught up on it. It makes me feel like a normie. I was a bit of an Other M defender than watching Jeff play it again. I was like, man, Other M is kind of bad, isn't mm-hmm. it? Especially yeah, it just sucks like, to have like our opinions slowly whittle back to like the mean, right? Right. Like, like Super uh, Super Mario uh, Sunshine. It's like ah, I'm closer yeah. to what everyone says about that than right, I was. Right. Exactly. I used to be a big defender. Now I'm like, yeah, I guess actually the general consensus was kind yeah. of right. That game is sort of weaker than a lot of the other ones. Darn it. We are at our last one. I thought there was going to be 25 questions. A bunch came in at the last minute. So we're at the last one. 31 questions from the community this week. Uh, With Blizzard announcing the separation of the PvP from the PvE to speed up the process of Overwatch 2 getting into players' hands, do you guys think that it's just further bad signs of things at Activision Blizzard with the company being able to hold on to or even hire game developers? Or could it just be the company is hurting to get games released to make up for the gap that Call of Duty Vanguard left in the company's pocketbooks? Thanks and have a great weekend. I guess there might be a point there. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, I guess at some point, somebody probably just made a pitch like, look, we can at least get something out for Overwatch 2 here instead of literally waiting till the second half of 2023 or whatever the hell it was going to be. And I argue probably just made a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of love in chat for my hoodie. Yes, I'm very excited. Yes. Well, I was uh, I went to New Mexico, like I said, and I had wanted to, uh, wanted to get one of these when I was down there, and I just didn't, and I was stupid, and I had to like find one online. It took forever to find, uh, but I'm very happy with this one. Uh, Mike, that does does for community chats. Uh, any super chats? We got a few more here. Benji Bob says, Mike, what's your favorite friendship boat? I'm a big friendship six kind of guy. So, yeah, so if you don't know my shirt, the friendships are specifically the boats that ferry people around the Epcot area hotels and. Uh, on the Epcot World Showcase Lagoon. And uh, if you're not joking and you actually can tell the difference between the different friendships, Benji Pop, then you're an even bigger Disney fan than I am. <laughs> Salute. Stephen Hart says, Keeley could just have the God of War date. He had the Horizon date. That, that, is that what happened? Was that I don't remember game? that, but uh, it's I possible. Remember. I wasn't paying that close attention. He could. He could. Absolutely well, he could. Do you have the Horizon date at the Game Awards? Because we're not going to wait till the Game Awards for Yeah, God but he's Award. got Summer It'll Game Fest up. coming up. So, yeah. That'll happen. But I feel like even that's not as big a deal as the Game Awards in terms of like. So no, but it's getting really bigger. Involved. It's getting bigger. Um, that's what she said. That was cool. an awful that was cool. awful. Cool. Supernova says, is Mario a racist? And the answer is no. We still like Mario. Yeah, we still like Mario. He's Mario, fine. But Nintendo, we did not say that shit. That was our community. We didn't say we, that. We didn't say that. I would but never say that. What are they going to do? Play us into Super Nintendo yeah. Jail? Super Nintendo Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Jail 64. 64. Yep, there you go. There Virtual you go. Nintendo Jail. No, yeah, no, Nintendo that one Joe was very man. successful. Yeah. I tell you what, if we had done the if we had started the podcast like uh, six months later, we may have just called it Nintendo Channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Jeff, that is it for the super chats. Thank you, everybody. Great. Uh, all right, then, uh, Mike, uh, you've been playing anything? Uh there's the thing I can't talk about really. Then there's a lot of Elder Ring. We talked about that. How I've been playing it a lot more with my brothers and doing the co-op stuff has been actually a lot of fun. Just helping each other beat these bosses and. Again, it's like I feel like I'm like the tank and they're like, you know, going crazy with magic or whatnot. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, and then F-Zero X, we talked about the the front, which is, I think, definitely the most exciting Nintendo 64 game that you can play on your Switch right now. Right. Like that is it's very it's not very often you go back to Nintendo 64 game. We're like, wow, this is still kind of graphically impressive in some ways. Right. Or yeah. aesthetically. I love, impressive, I love I guess the way it looks. I mean. yeah. yeah, it looks great. 
I, I think I mostly prefer GX. Although X's soundtrack is probably better because again, X just goes like pure shredding guitar, and GX is a bit more of an electronic thing, and it still sounds good. Mm-hmm. But there's something special about uh, F Zero X's soundtrack. It's pretty nuts. Yep, I uh, um, I'll be I will I'll be playing some of that. We should probably do uh, VJ and come in and chat when we first start talking about this said online multiplayer night. That's right. Uh, we should do some online, online multiplayer that. with that. Yes, we can. Be um, fun. And then I'll play some uh, Kirby's Dream Course with someone as well. Um, oh, there you go. I, yeah, Elden, it's just been all Elden Ring. I um, I really want to beat it before a lot of other stuff, uh, other stuff comes starts coming out. I'm, I feel like I'm so far away. I'm like 75 hours what, in now, according to the Steam the counter. Next, yeah. What's the next big thing? It's called. It's uh, a little game called Kirby. That's right. That's right. Kirby. Man. Well, at least Kirby. Like I play that. So I play my Switch games so differently. Like those are always the games. Yeah, but the I Steam Deck. I play. It's like bed. now the Steam yeah, Deck is that, completely yeah, now it's the same thing that. for you. Yes, I've been. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Elden Ring is completely in that in that slot where I've just been playing it all in the Steam Deck. That's like probably like seventy five hours on the Steam Deck already with one game for the most part. Um. So, but yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so much fun to just see the next place. And, uh, I get very frustrated with the bosses and I'm like, I hate this, but I really don't. It's just a matter of, of doing the dance and figuring it out. And it's, it, it bosses kind of, I feel like they almost kind of have to be this difficult. They kind of do have to be this difficult. And I feel no shame at all bringing in a random stranger. Uh, no. It's actually incredible because you, you got your brothers, you guys play games together regularly. I have this thing about like, I'm okay. I'm going to settle this appointment to go like play games with Mike and then, Oh, I'm going to be late for 10 minutes because something's wrong. And I feel bad. So I don't even like set up the thing in the first place. That's my brain, how my brain works Uh, with this game. It's just like, there's people just waiting there to help you. Mm -hmm. It is brilliant. God, it's so good. I had um, to, uh, there's, there's like this one boss There's like two big ogre things. And I I knew I was going to get this really cool shield. It's the shield with like the face that shoots fire. And I really wanted a new shield and my brothers are busy. But like just the way those this boss works, it's like so much better with two people because there's two of them. Yes. So I was able to get the stranger in there, and it was fantastic. It's like yeah, they, they like he fought his guy, I fought my guy. He lived the whole time, so he got his rewards. At the end, we do our little emotes and we go our separate ways. I'm like that was that's that's fantastic. Yes, that's good stuff. Exactly. And you know, Radon, I did beat I did beat solo that fight. I think is actually easier solo because you can summon your horse and uh, and get on your horse uh, and ride away and stuff. So. Um, but, but yeah, but they actually give you a ton of like AI you'll, you'll see, I don't want to spoil it. It's great. Uh, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of keep playing this game. I'm wondering what my hour count is going to be when I get to the end though. Cause if I'm at like 75 hours at Radon, I feel like it's going to be like one of those 150 hour games, which I I don't know if I've had one of those. I wonder if you're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, there's two more bosses I need to kill and I'm almost about as strong as I'm going to be. Let's finish the game. I I do think that there's a chance cause I, I, you know, being the glass cannon right now, I think I did make Rodan pretty hard because I just could not, I could not get hit, not really. Um, and That's I've seen one other thing people, my character could do is he can get hit. Yes, I've seen other people playing and seeing their HP bars way up. I'm like, I've done nothing to grow my HP or my FP, so I've started doing that both slowly. That's what I'm focused mm-hmm. on right now because I don't think my character's not going to get that much stronger in terms of the damage I can output with this magic. This magic is just a huge kamehameha. Um, so I'm like, okay, I just need some survivability. And then I think I'll be able to pretty much take on anything until I'm sure I get to a boss that makes doing magic very hard. And then I'll just call in some help and there, you know, that'll be that. Uh Yeah. That's kind of, I'm like there a little bit. I had to spend so many levels getting up my strengths that even a little bit, my dexterity, just so I can equip some of these items. And now it's like, okay, I need more health and I need more stamina stuff like that. All right, Mike, we've been going for a very long time. Let's wrap up the show. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Tokoto 
on Tokoto on Twitter as Tokoto. <laughs> T-O-L-K-O-T-O. Check out 90s Disney, my 90s Disney podcast at N0SDisney.com. We will be back on Tuesday with The Last of the Nintendogs. I'm uh, I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Come hang out with me there. Come, you know, bother me there. That's fine. I like that. Uh, Discord.gg slash Game Mess. Yeah. Uh, we have the community always going. There's a, uh, we are doing another Mario Kart uh, play this this weekend on Saturday. It's going to be the tournament. We do that live every weekend uh, in the community. But as that game gets its DLC, it's going to get real busy. So we're expecting everyone to show up for that. So uh, if you want to like, get used to that, see what's going on, uh, see how the tournaments work, definitely check in on us on Saturday morning, uh, tomorrow morning at the, well, as we're recording this. Um, more game nights coming up. We'll probably do this F-Zero thing. We'll do, we're yeah. going to do a Splatoon thing, I think once a month, we said, or something like that around that time frame. Um, and then, yeah, check out the Patreon if you want to check out that, that Jeopardy game that's upcoming here in the next week or two. Yeah, Chunk about GT's bad. Don't buy it. Someone's asked yeah, so, 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 so just asking about that. Uh, yeah, Mike was, uh, you talked about that more on, on Nintendogs, right? Talked about it at some point. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Where, yeah, it's, it's, it should be good. It should be better. The tracks are so short and it also has, like, it feels free to play even though it's not a free to play game. Right. The only good thing I say about it is that it runs really well. It's like a smooth 60 frames per second on handheld. That's nice. You got uh, you got plans for the weekend? I really need to play this one game that I'm reviewing. I think I'm spending most of my time doing that. Hopefully I can take how, it. How long is that game? I hope not very, Jeff. I hope, it's not going to be as long as Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> that better sure. not be. That would be messed it up. better not be. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that. Although, yeah, I kind of, I think I kind of know what to expect there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing a lot of Elden Ring. I think um, I'm, I'm going to be oh. messing around with the with the Steam Deck a little bit more, trying to uh, maybe put Windows on it. I think that might be my plan this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wait for the music to pick up. Yeah, wait. Kind of birthday party. I thought that was next weekend, AJ. The twins' birthday party this weekend. Crap, I got to get him presents. There we go, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Chaos.